with his new movie coming out just around the corner. Everyone's talking about that Quentin Tarantino. So, of course, that means we got to talk about that Quentin Tarantino. we got to talk about that free on Netflix Quentin Tarantino because that's what we love to do. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about, which is lucky for us, probably one of his greatest movies. Some people say is one of the best Tarantino films out there. We're talking about, we're talking about Vincent Vega. Talking about Jules Winfield. We're talking about Pulp Fiction. We're talking about it on a very uh, Ezekiel twenty nine seventeen edition of the review <laughs> review. Picked a weird reference for that, but I don't care. We're playing the music. Oh, it's loud. Disco. Bad motherfucker. <laughs> hey, welcome to the Review Review, a show where two small town dudes give your big, dumb opinions. I'm Troy to the Max Extreme. I'm actually smart and put heroin in balloons instead of baggies. <laughs> Vincent. Almost killing Mia Jesus. Wallace like that. Scoundrel. Jesus, you never know. You never know who's just going to dig into a baggie. That's why you're always like, it. hold on. <laughs> Give me my heroin when you got balloons, all right? <laughs> that way they know it's heroin. <laughs> right. That's what I always do. <laughs> that way you know it could have possibly been in a butt. <laughs> uh, we are going over Pulp Fiction today. We are. Since it came out many years ago. And it's spoilers, free on Netflix. And it's free on Netflix. Spoilers are plenty. Spoilers are plenty. Um... To but, hype up for a movie where we, we may or may not review to next week. Because <laughs> we, uh, Troy's on the cusp of two-time fatherhood. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. A dose of it this morning. That was super fun. <laughs> uh, that didn't happen, obviously. <laughs> That's why we're here doing this. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, at the top of the hour, we're getting to Pulp Fiction to wet. Wet the Tarantino palette. What that, that Tarantino palette? <laughs> to get you all lubed up for a good old insertion of the. What's <laughs> upon a time in Hollywood? Upon Jesus. Time in Hollywood. Uh, but before that, we had a lot of news come up this last week. Jesus, Comic Con. Comic Con just just dicked us hard. Took, <laughs> gave us a good dick. First of all, how are my levels? I turned up level or channel two over there because let me see. Chelsea doesn't like to get in that mic. And I, I think when you start when you get going, it gets about the right levels. Okay, all right. Oh, I yeah. didn't. I didn't want to be super high because look at how high I got that crank compared to yours right there. I mean, I could uh, just didn't. I didn't. I don't want to blow out the mics. Okay, give it a little bit. Okay, if I ever need to get into the mic, why don't you just tell me to get in that? Give mic a little bit. There you go. <laughs> Anywho, yes. so we got Comic Con this last week, so we're gonna dabble into some of yeah. that news. Where there's a big shit ton of you know it's done. Oh my god, we're only gonna sp sprinkle in some of them. Yeah, I think I have some that you may not have, and you have some that I may not have. Yeah, well, but, but we'll get there. We'll Man, get pump there. your brakes, oh, kiddo. We'll get there. <laughs> Let's start with this big news right off the top: the number one movie in the world of all time. Right now is now Avengers Endgame. It killed those blue cats. <laughs> That's right. It. Well, speaking of cats, we're going to bring up that a little bit later. <laughs> <laughs> I almost forgot. It. Uh, 
it climbed its way and not I want I wouldn't say toppled Avatar, but it definitely peaked its head above water. Yeah. And it it surpassed Avatar in it the It gave it a worldwide. slight dicking. That's right. A <laughs> slight dicking. Yeah. As opposed to the massive dicking that Comic-Con gave us. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, that being said, it does have it with like a stipulation, because I guess with inflation, Avatar is still beating um, Endgame. Oh. But, with inflation, that's still not the number one movie in the world. Ah, the shit. number one movie in the world is still Gone with the Wind, if you count inflation. And that would be a hard one to topple. Because that came out in like nineteen hundred. Nineteen hundred. I don't know. I can't remember when it came out. I'm not a movie historian or anything like that. Yeah. But if you uh go with inflation, that movie made over three billion dollars. Mm. Three like three hundred and twelve billion dollars or something like Jesus. that. It's a huge undertaking for it to beat. Do I think it will eventually be beaten? Maybe. Who knows? When we get to the point where we're mandatorily held at gunpoint to go to movies, maybe. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> when Disney finally gets the, it's the first ever mandatory movie. <laughs> we're going to redo Gone with the Wind, yeah. but it's going to be animated this time. You have to see it three times or we'll melt your eyes. <laughs> you know what's even crazier? Gone with the Wind is even longer than Avengers Endgame. Oh, yeah. It's Gone like, with the Wind is enormous. It's put near three and a half hours long. My mom always talks about, you need to see Gone with the Wind. So does I'm my like, mom. Or I'm like, it sounds racist as hell. <laughs> I mean, it's a product of the times. It was yeah, only true. after the Civil War. <laughs> it was made. I mean, call it old-fashioned, but. <laughs> uh, I'm going to look up when it was actually made. Gone with the Wind. Oh, 1939 it was made. Wow, it's not even that good because we're not even going to cover it in our uh, AFI August. Oh, which uh, that's a little bit of a little bit of spoiler. We'll, we'll talk about. I think we'll talk about that at the end of the show. Okay, we're doing AFI August for all you people out there because yes. Troy needs an excuse to stay home. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out, I do. Turns out he's going to have a child, and he needs to stay home and not go to the theater. <laughs> yes, I'm trying to find with inflation how much Gone with the Wind made because it's an. It's a it's a insane amount, but I guess I won't figure it out because I opened some weird wiki article and now it's just not there. Fun. Oh, three point four four billion. Oh, damn. Jesus. Three point four four billion. That's almost three and a half bills. Almost. Get that. You don't. You don't even need a bell. You need a gong for yeah. that. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> Give me that gong. <laughs> uh. More movie news, JT. The Black Widow movie yeah. was a little touched upon by uh, uh, Kevin Feige during the Hall H His panel. Just a, just a bit. Uh, and it is rumored that Taskmaster is going to be the villain in the, in the Black Widow movie. Oh, that was from, uh, from uh, the Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, he was in there, wasn't he? Not Taskmaster... But he's in the Spider-Man game, I've heard. Taskmaster is. Uh, I find his character fine, I guess, if they're going to redo him for a cinematic universe. Yeah. He's, like, kind of a person that can, like, mimic 
anything that he sees. Oh, cool. So, like, if Captain America or whoever's coming at you with his capoeira... Yeah. <laughs> see what I did there? Oh, Jesus. Look out. <laughs> he can just witness you doing it and duplicate your moves. Yeah. And so, it, it's kind of oh, a cool... Sweet. It's kind of a cool villain. I just think he has got a ridiculous look, even for comic books. Yeah. He's got, like, a skull mask with a hooded cape yeah. and pirate boots and a sword and a shield... His look is ridiculous. He looks stupid, and it will not translate, I would not think. And for all of our wrestling listeners, uh, the Taskmaster was Kevin Sullivan in WCW. There you have it. <laughs> Maybe Kevin Sullivan will be him in Kevin uh, Sullivan's gonna the Black play, Widow movie. Yeah. Play. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Chris Benoit killed my ex-wife. <laughs> play, pull the collars a little bit. <laughs> So, uh, if you're looking forward to that, then uh, you might be pleasantly surprised to see the Taskmaster of Black Widow. Are you still excited about this Black Widow movie? Uh, yeah, after sure. SDCC there was a few news. things that I was hearing from SDCC Marvel related that seemed kind of interesting. Like, I thought it was cool that uh, Baron Zemo is going to be the main villain in uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, same. Um, I thought that was kind of cool. And they uh, even said they were going to give him like uh, a somewhat comic accurate costume in it. Mm-hmm. Where I was like, I kind of want to see what they do with that, because Baron Zemo's costume looks kind of stupid. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really translate super well. Um, but I like the guy that plays Baron Zemo, and same. I wanna, I'd, I'd like to see what more he they could do with that, that character. Um, yeah, I... I guess there was, like, behind-the-scenes footage or just, like, a, a goof during the filming of Civil War where he actually put on, like, the pink mask yeah. or whatever. Um, I think they can do it to, like, have a nod to it. Mm -hmm. But his his costume is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. But I would like to see, because I like the actor that plays that. Same. Plays yeah. him. And I like that they didn't kill him off either. So yeah. So that, that was good. I think, yeah, and especially because he's so entrenched in, like, the... Captain America, especially with like Civil War, like mm -hmm. I think it's cool that Falcon and Winter Soldier. That's like their their first main official villain. Yeah. Well, what well, since we're in it right now, why don't we just get into some Phase Four stuff? So let's get into it. May. <laughs> Thank you for joining me in my world. <laughs> uh, May first, twenty twenty, Black Widow's up. I already kind of talked about that. Yeah. The fall of twenty twenty, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier will appear. Yep. On the Disney, Disney Plus, Plus app. Plus, yes. November sixth, twenty twenty. Is the Eternals movie, which they had yep. much of the cast on the uh, stage. At Even at Angelina? Even, uh, I don't know if Angelina was there. Oh, she's got shit to do. She might do big, but I think Kumail was there. So Kumail's in it? In it? Oh, Kumail's in it, yeah. Well, look out, look out, y'all. Thought he was too busy trying to build that Stuber universe. Stuber's that over. That Stuberverse. <laughs> <laughs> I think Stuber fell on its face. Uh, February it's a Disney movie now. <laughs> Oh, that is true. Disney, get your money behind it, would you? Put him in the Marvel Universe. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Maybe <laughs> maybe Eternals is a Stuber Marvel Cinematic Universe crossover. <laughs> One of the Eternals calls an Uber, and it's Stu. And it's Stuber. And it's Stuber. <laughs> uh, February 12th, 2021, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings is going to be coming okay. out to theaters, okay. which they're pulling back in the Mandarin. With the Ooh. Ten Rings stuff, and they're actually going to yeah. be a real Mandarin this time. A real Mandarin, not a shit. not a Killian Anderson or whatever his name is, yeah. Killian Jacobs. <laughs> no, that's not it either. No, it's Adrian Killian. Some I don't know. They're not yeah. going to have Guy Pierce in it. 
Yeah, it's not Killian Dane because that's a fucking wrestler. I can't remember what his name is. Anyway, yeah. it's not going to be him. Or it's not going to be Ben Kingsley either. Aww. So, I'm not going to have Trevor. In not there. Trevor. Well, maybe you'll have Trevor. Maybe. Don't discount they did that, it. They did that, uh, they did that, that, uh... I'll hail the king short yeah. where he's out of jail, I guess, so... Mm -mm. Who knows? Um, I'm actually, um, more excited about that one. I... When they first announced I'm like, Shang-Chi and the Master of Kung Fu? <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a Mar Mortal Kombat character. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not that far off. So he was created in the 70s, like, during a big Kung Fu boom yeah. in cinema. Yeah. And Bruce Lee was huge at the time, so they yeah. kind of just ripped his look into this character. <laughs> um, so, uh, I just wish that, like, he had maybe, like, a Netflix outing. But the more I hear about this... Ten ring stuff. I'm more intrigued. So yeah. bring it on. Let's do it. I'm I'm all on board now. Uh, spring of 2021, WandaVision comes out. Yep. Disney Plus series. Yep. Which the more I hear about that, the more I don't want to crap on it. Yeah. Anymore. Is it they still going with that whole thing where it's like want like a uh, Scarlet Witch going into insanity or something? <laughs> kind of. I I think they touched on a little bit more because her powers are, like, reality warping based. Oh, yeah. That, like, maybe she's, like, getting into, like, a bit of a... A bit of a... Insanity, I guess. <laughs> and, yeah. like, she... It's, like, every episode is, like, a different sitcom-style episode yeah. through time. Uh, so that could be wildly depressing. I, lo I love it. But uh, hopefully it's good. I don't yeah. know, I... I want to crap on it because it's a terrible name still for a show. Yeah. <laughs> but there you have it. I know. Um, May 7th, 2021. A lot going on in 2021. Uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. I heard Scarlet Witch is supposed to be big on that too. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. That'd be cool. Um, I <clears throat> look forward to seeing like a Doctor Strange movie where he's just all out. Unhinged. Unhinged. Yeah. Like, there's way he did way more in the Avengers movies than he ever did. He yeah. did more in like the Thor movie that he was barely in yeah. than he did in the Doctor Strange movie. So I yeah. just want to see him go all out. Except I I I think it is the same director Scott Derrickson coming yeah. back for it, mm -hmm. which is fine. Um, I'm just looking for some crazy shit. Like there's some stuff he's done in the comics. Yeah. That I just want to see him go all out. And like there's recent comic runs too where I don't know if they're gonna do it or not, but like magic just dies in the universe and the only yeah. thing that has magic are like trinkets and weapons and stuff so you have to like find those in order to wield magic Jesus. otherwise because it like magic is just up and died it's Jesus. like damn so there's like that's a whole run there's like a, a run where he sells his soul to the devil in order to get huge mystical powers and God. like an alternate earth was gonna crash into earth and so he summoned, like, a big Cthulhu monster to bring tentacles out of the earth and just crush the other earth. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> but at the count of his soul or whatever. Yeah. It's like, he does some wicked awesome shit. All right. But, like, in his own movie, he just did sling ring shit. Yeah. But, and like, with his multiverse thing, I wonder if it's, they're just going to go all, like, hey, let's do cameos with all the old Avengers. Yeah, that'd be fun. Or even, like, different versions of them. Yeah. Like a Marvel Zombies universe or something like that. Oh, Jesus. Can you yeah. imagine? Oh, my God. I'm getting hard over here. Yeah. Uh, spring of 2021, uh, low-key, the Disney Plus series comes out. So yeah. you get to see him after the events of Endgame with his uh, Cosmic Cube, the Tesseract, going yep. bouncing around bouncing different space zone. 
And then you get to see in the summer of 21, the What If animated series on Disney Plus. Oh, that's oh, it's oh, it's animated. Okay. Yeah. Um. At least I believe I believe it is. Yeah. And then in the fall of 2021, you get Hawkeye. Yeah. I think that's also a Disney Plus series. Yeah. And then in November 5th, 2021, Thor 4, Love and Thunder. Yeah. Taika Waititi back. Natalie yep. Portman, Portman back. Portman might be playing that female Thor, y'all. Um, big, big surprise to yeah. me when they announced that there she was going to be back and she accepted. Well, <laughs> gotta, uh, love, gotta love the power of money. Yeah. Well, I want to say, too, that uh, if... That she wasn't really into... Just um, being the love interest? Being a love interest, which she kind of was sequestered to in the second movie. Yeah. Um, and so, she's, I want to say she said she'd be back if she became, like, the Thor. Because at that time, there was the Jane Foster Thor run yeah. going on. Yep. And I was like, oh, well, I'll see if that ever happens. And Taika Waititi's like, ah, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it, man. <laughs> hey, man, let's do it. And so, they're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was funny. There's a few uh, pictures of her online where she got handed the the hammer, and yeah. you can see like <laughs> almost confusion on her face, like "Oh my god, what did I get myself into?" Yeah, but it's just like one little freeze frame cut out of yeah. like her. It's like all to... the nerds are ready to be like, "You're a woman." Though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's what's all coming up in a phase four slate. <laughs> I did. I did see like a, a funny meme where it was like. Uh... Where it was like, my dad, hey, hand me an eighth quarter's wrench. And then and they showed me when I was seven. And then it was a picture of Natalie Portman holding the hammer <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's really good. Uh, but I'm, I'm excited for that. Taika Waititi, like, took Thor and took it in a whole new direction. Made everyone excited about it again. Even yeah. to the point that Chris Hemsworth is like, yeah, I'll be back. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'll do this more. Yeah. So, like, why not? Well, what's that, when's that Guardians movie coming out? They had no they, news on the yeah, Guardians Yeah, which is movie. weird. <clears throat> yeah. I figured that would have they something on They didn't even show it. it on the schedule. No. Um, and they didn't have a Spider-Man movie in the next couple years either. Oh, boy. So I thought they would kind of get... But I guess maybe that's more of a Sony thing. But you would maybe. still think they would cross-promote yeah, it. Yeah, they would still, yeah. They have money invested in it, so... Yeah. You think they'd do something. Not sure. But, I mean, they've always kind of adapted it as it went before yeah like the remember when the inhumans movie was supposed to be coming out that never happened yeah and when they got the rights of spider-man they pushed other things aside to That's sprinkle true. spider-man in That's there true. so but the thing that was interesting about this it was like it was more series than it was movies yeah like it feels like they're just kind of going with the you know what fuck theaters let's just promote our own shit yeah we can get all the fucking views just based yeah. on these series we're making yeah so who yeah cares? more than half of those were just the disney plus stuff yeah so that's pretty exciting. So I mean, for the next t two years, twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one, they only had what like three or four movies playing. I thought they're going to yeah. do three a year, so they can yeah. sprinkle in two more somewhere in there. I guess. But you didn't say the last big one though, Troy. <sighs> Go ahead. We got uh, motherfuckers skating up ice skating uphill. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> I totally forgot. Uh, <laughs> At the very end of the Hall H panel, Kevin Feige's like, well, I ran a little long because about that time they had like 40 people on stage. Did you see that? <laughs> no. I watched just the end of the thing. And they, they had 40 people on they're like, stage. It, they're like, just ish, like, 
ushering people out of Hall H. We've got to fit more people on this panel. Yeah, more so. actors are coming in. <laughs> and so they're like, I didn't get a chance to talk about uh, a new Avengers movie or a Spider-Man movie or the Fantastic Four movie or Mutants. Jesus. And everyone's just like nutting by the time he's saying all that stuff. <laughs> But I do have one more thing to say. And then the lights go out, and then, yeah. like, something happens on screen, and then just Blade comes up. Oh, and God. then Mahershal Ali comes out with a Blade hat on. Oh, shit. And then everyone's just like, oh, my God, Blade! Oh, Blade. Which seems like an odd thing to, like, be the last thing to announce. Yeah. Blade, I don't feel like he's huge. I mean, I like the Blade movies. Yeah. Well, Blade's got, like, a big, like, movie appeal because he's one of, like, the first. Yeah. Like, comic book movies to come out right um and it happens to be like ghost hunter deep's like one of his favorite fucking oh movies. i know we did a show on it go back and listen we did a show with ghost hunter Dave. yeah he jays off to that movie a lot my god but i'll tell you what that movie holds up i think it could be put into the marvel cinematic universe yeah it, it's a little violent it's, beyond what they yeah, did for marvel i mean cinematic it is universe. rated r yeah but and it is I don't think it's any goofier than what they're doing now. Yeah. <laughs> you could just plug it in somewhere. It's like a little primitive in CGI. Yeah. But other than that, I think you could just plug it in and uh, it works. Some of the humor doesn't hit too well. Sometimes. Not every movie does either. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just I'm just saying. Alright. Okay. I'm I'm looking at this not through rose colored glasses. Okay. I'm, I'm looking through Wesley's it was side fun. glasses. It was fun. <laughs> I did laugh on motherfuckers always trying to sk ice skate uphill. That's right. Um, but you got to watch that movie in like a group because that is an awesome group yeah, movie. That's it's Fucking a good group movie. Behind Whistler. Oh my god, you kidding me? Chris Christopherson. Oh, shit, he so is good. good. Uh, well, speaking of Spider Man, we kind of touched on him a little bit. Spider Man Far From Home finally passed one billion dollars. Oh, look at that bell out, Troy. Oh shit, where's the bell? Oh no! I cleaned up in bell. here. And lost the bell. I'll do a I'll do a dense bell with a PBR can. <laughs> Give me that bill. Give me that bill. Give me that bill. Give me that bill. Come on, y'all! It's time for Spider Man. He went to Europe and made some money. <laughs> there you go. The billion dollar Bill Bell. Yep. We got it out. Uh, With, of course, our, our guest singer for all of them being, uh, of course, Fred Schneider. <laughs> from the B-52. From B-52. <laughs> Fred uh, Schneider always has to always has to come in. I love, like, all of the small things we have to put for all <laughs> Any stupid shit we the do. Bill, the Bill Bell always has to involve us ringing a bell. With Fred Schneider coming in with vocals <laughs> at some point. Uh, it's worth it, though. It's worth his just... Uh, Always worth it. His room and board alone just to get him in here. <laughs> his, he costs an arm and a leg. <laughs> um, more news, JT. And I think this is my last bit of news as well. Oh, no. I got two more things. Okay. So... Uh, uh, the college's admissions scandal that came up this oh, last Becky. year. Yeah, with uh, Lori Laughlin and Felicity Huffman. Yes. Is going to be turned into a Lifetime movie. Uh, of course. Ironically, not played, played by, by, by those actors. 
<laughs> Felicity Huffman might be bigger than that, but Lori Laughlin's probably chomping at the bit. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I was her. Yeah, too bad. Hire me. Too bad. They are in probably a minimum security prison or whatever it is. God. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I just found that super ironic that those two <laughs> actors are not going to be able to play in a Lifetime movie about their own lives. I don't think lives. Felicity Huffman's on Lifetime. She's like pretty decent. Is she? In Hollywood. Yeah. What's, she, what's the last thing she's done? Shit, I can't remember. Ha! Still, Gotcha. Lori Laughlin would definitely do oh, it, Oh, yeah, for sure. She was cameoing on She was uh, cameoing on Fuller House like it fucking was going out of style. <laughs> like, she felt like the one where it was like, hey, guys, I'm back. No, Lori, get out of here. Look, we're doing things with the sisters this time. <laughs> You're not even supposed to be here. John Samos is too big for this, so it makes no sense that you're here. <laughs> uh, and the last bit of news I got, JT, is streaming service news. Uh-oh. Bit of news that came out this last couple days about Comcast NBC Universal's streaming app. Yeah. Um, being billed as, they say, quote, very different uh, from oh, the rest of these streaming apps <laughs> such as Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon Prime. So what they're billing this as yeah. is that it is a free app, but it does run ads. Yeah. So it's kind of like Hulu in that regards. Okay. It will launch in 2020. Okay. It will be exclusively showing The Office. Well, no. The Office will be exclusively on the app. <laughs> yeah. Um, as well as Friends. Okay. That Netflix acquired like forever ago to yeah. have on their yeah. thing. Yeah. And... It's not yet having any original content. Yeah. Except for, like, episodes of AP Bio, which NBC picked up. Yeah, yep. M yeah, the NBC Universal app picked that up. Yeah, so, otherwise, it's just going to be the content that you've already seen. Yeah. Uh, through, like, uh, Universal, NBC, um, any of those yeah. production companies. Well, we'll see if it's as bad as Crackle, though. That's the <sighs> oh thing. Because Crackle's terrible. Crackle is bad. Crackle will play five minutes of ads for three minutes of content. <laughs> I know it's weird, too, that Sony owns it, but I tried to look up to see if they had the Spider-Man movies on there, thinking, like, that would be a big draw for Sony Crackle. Yeah. Not on there. Nope. What are you doing? Nope. Let me run that company. They have Still Alice on there. Neil told me that. Yeah, I told you. On the last me. show. yeah, yeah. Can't wait to watch it. <laughs> I do not want to watch that movie. God. That sounds sad. They Very sounded sad. like... So, listen to the last credits do. They both sound like they got their asses kicked. <laughs> talking about Still Alice. Everybody's just like... And Jesus, God guys. damn it, man. <laughs> it's not even, it doesn't even have like a big depressing scene. It's just small stuff that just beats the shit out of you. You're out. Uh, but going on more into that app, I... Was it seemed to like, uh, and maybe it was edited after it was written. Yeah. But I went on to I went on to read that it may only be free for TV subscribers. Ugh. But I'm like, isn't NBC? Yeah, NBC's like fucking. It's a network station. Yeah. So why would you need unless you need like Comcast specifically? Ugh. Um. But otherwise, it may be like a Hulu. It might end yeah. up just being like a Hulu thing. Then. I can see Comcast doing that because Comcast is one of like the last big cable subscribers. Mm -hmm. So I can see them being like, "You need cable to get it." Yeah, where they're so many of those fucking companies are just like hanging mm -hmm. by a thread onto this horse shit, where it's like you got to pay 
you got to pay that 70 bucks a month for our cable still. Yeah. We're like, no, we don't. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. But then it's just like, but you get our free app with it. I'm like, why would I need the app if I have? Yeah. And you play commercials on it. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense to me on why you can get the app for free if you already subscribe to, if you already have like cable. It's no perk because you can yeah. fucking TiVo it or whatever. No shit. Like, what? Yeah. I, I don't get it. I guess like, it's if they have available it for free, on demand, but... If, if they have it for free, that'd be kind of cool. But yeah. it's like, outside of that, it's just... No. Yeah. yeah. Especially since after when that comes out, it'll also have that HBO Max. Yeah. And then it'll also have the Disney Plus out as well. Yeah. As well as the other ones that are already out and already... Yeah. Like, Disney Plus and the HBO Max will probably be the one... Two, I'd be looking to adding on. Outside of that, everything else can go fuck itself. <laughs> yeah, I might reassess here once Disney Plus comes out later and see, yeah. like, what we actually need. Yeah. And see if they have, like, maybe a bundle with, like, a Hulu package or something. Yeah. I would wonder if, yeah, I wonder if, like, Disney would do it. Because if it, they're doing the whole thing where, like, Hulu's going to be owned by Disney, if they'll just do, like, a package. Because mm-hmm. right now, I have my Spotify and Hulu bundled. Yeah. And I didn't know... I don't know why. I don't know if, like, some parent company owns both of them. I don't know. But I remember that was, like, a big thing for a while. Mm-hmm. So, that'd be great if I could get all three of them bundled up, especially if Disney Plus is going to be as cheap as it is. Yeah. And I don't pay for the premium Hulu. Yeah. Because I barely use it. So, that'd be, like, almost one that I'd want to, like, drop. Yeah. The only reason I want to keep, really, Amazon is because I get two-day shipping. Yeah. Oh, shit. So they got me kind of bound there, and then Netflix has a ton of stuff that I want to still keep watching. So, oh, yeah. yep. <sighs> Who's got the Handmaid's Tale? That's true. I know. That's. They're starting man. to pull them strings. Starting to pull them damn strings. I might have to end up dropping the DC Universe app that I have right now because right that Swamp Thing show that's on there, yeah. isn't really doing it for me. Oh, really? It started out kind of strong. What I need is more Swamp Thing. Really? Yeah. It's, it's just one of those things where it's like, we we can only put the makeup on so many times. I guess, but I'm like, they have the suit, and the guy who's in the suit played Jason, like, in the <laughs> in the Friday yeah. the 13th movie. So, like, he's used to being under makeup. Mm-hmm. And if you've got the suit, use it. You, you can use it over and over and over again. You're not doing CG every frame. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. But it hasn't been blowing me away. And the next few things I have coming down the pipeline was like, eh. And especially because I really liked Doom Patrol. Mm-hmm. And they said that that is going to be available on HBO Max. Even the next season of it. Really? Yeah. Oh, shit. So I'm like... Yeah, I know, because they were talking about like putting DC stuff on there. The only reason I would want to still keep it is that they do have a lot of comics on there I want to read. Yeah. But even then, I'm like, I don't have the time to yeah. read all that shit. You gotta read all the comics Dave wants you to read. <laughs> I know! It's so frustrating! <laughs> I just finished one earlier today! About sex, right? <laughs> no, I finished that one last week. Oh, I you finished, finished all the Swamp Thing today. <laughs> a more Swamp Thing today? <laughs> uh, catch our live stream tonight! <laughs> August... Oh, shit. No. Eight, uh, what is this month? July 26th. July 26th. 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Yes. <laughs> catch the volume four of Swamp Thing. Yeah. Anyway. Moving on to more news, JT. What's right. yours? Oh, it's me. <laughs> I was setting it down. You were being like, oh, more news? No. <laughs> no, I was done. Bitch. I was done. 
Let's see here. Uh, Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you've been sticking on with it lately. That's now? one I fell off to. I need yeah. to catch up on. Yep. Well, uh, luckily for you, Troy, they have an ending in sight. Sweet. Because in October, Silicon Valley will return for its sixth and final season. Good work. Because it got Camille's Kam- getting too big for it now. It's too big now. Too old, big. An old, um, um, old Tommy Middleditch is getting too big too. I so know. I mean, come on. Martin Stars and freaking Spider-Man movies now. You no know, shit. Well, come like, on. Everyone's getting too big. Everyone's too big for this. Too big for this. So there you go. Silicon Valley's got an end in sight, so you can probably binge it. Great. Someday. I'm only like I didn't see any of the last season, but I saw half of the previous season. Okay. So I'm not that far behind because I only have ten episodes. Are you still watching where uh, T.J. Miller's part of it? Yeah. Oh Jesus, also yeah. <laughs> you got a little bit to do. Yeah. Uh, Troy Fargo season four. It's still gonna be a thing. Oh my God, I'm so far behind on everything. Fargo. Everything that season I love. Four. Now, like, I don't know. I wasn't a big fan of season three. It was okay. Okay. But I wasn't a big fan of it. But I'm still I'm still on board. I love Fargo. And uh, they got a packed cast so far, including uh, Jack Houston, who I'm a big fan of. He was like from uh, Boardwalk Empire. Okay. If you watch Boardwalk Empire, he's the guy with a half face. Ooh, half face. Yeah, he's like a dude that was like in uh, World War... I think it was World War One even. Yeah, because it's during uh, Prohibition. So he was during World War One. He got his face shot off, so he wears, like... That porcelain Yeah, he wears face? a porcelain half mask yeah. throughout the whole thing. Dude fucking kicks ass. So, yeah, he's going to be in it. Jason Schwartzman, Ben Wishaw, and Chris Rock. Chris Rock. Are going to be in Great. Fargo Season 4. Great. I'm way behind on that. I saw Season 1, loved it, and then didn't catch any of Season 2 or, yeah. the, or on. I commit myself to too many things, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, I commit myself to too many things, too, but I actually have the time for it. <laughs> I committed myself to having two kids, and that's what's really fucking Yeah, weird. you're actually committing yourself to creating life. I'm just committing myself to wasting it. <laughs> I'm so envious. <laughs> uh, Troy, some more Comic-Con news. This oh, is Terminator yeah. news. Oh, my God. Which I'm thinking when uh, we get around to it, maybe we'll do... Uh, We'll do a Terminator block, because Dark Fate is actually supposed to take place after Terminator 2. Right. Almost every relaunch takes place exactly. after Terminator Exactly. Like, oh, when did it start sucking? I'll cut that. We'll do <laughs> we'll do the sequel to the good one. But it's so much so that they said at uh, SDCC that Edward Furlong is coming back as oh, John yeah. Connor. I heard that. I heard that. Which is pretty sweet. Yeah. Especially since he's been out of everything. Yeah, he's been forever. like he's been like having like substance abuse shit going on. <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, how the fuck did you get since him? Since Terminator Two. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty I don't much. Even, I don't even know how many movies he's ever been in. I know he's an American History X and Terminator Two. Yeah. Should I look it up? Edward Furlong. What did Edward Furlong do? Is it F U R, L O N G? Yes, F U R, Long. Fur long. All filmography. Actor. 67 things? Jeez. <laughs> oh, he's been in a lot of TV. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to the bottom. Right, Tur- they got him and they got uh, Sarah Connor back. Yep. So I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to see what they do with this. 
Like, it's probably going to be like a total rehashing of Terminator shit that we've seen over and over again. Oh, yeah, for sure. But uh, I'm, it, it's cool to see... Uh, it's cool to see them like using the original cast from from two. He's in T two Pet Cemetery two. Oh yeah, that's right. He was in Pet Cemetery two. A few other small things. T two three D. That doesn't count. Uh, a movie called Pecker in nineteen ninety eight. Fuck. American History X. Oh yeah, that's right. He was. The... Oh, Detroit Rock City. Yeah, he was the brother in. Uh... American History X. Mm. Venice Underground? That looks like a straight-to-DVD movie. <laughs> the Crow Wicked Prayer? Oof. <laughs> Where it looks like he's the crow. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> no way! And then it looks like a wow, like way straight-to-DVD movies after that. Oh, yeah. These are ones, just looking at the covers... Are like you see those like I've never heard of this and they're like at family video. Yeah, <laughs> just hanging up on the racks. Oh shit. Anyway, go on. I'm not finding anything else better to say. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Troy, if did you like Thirty Rock? Yes. Never saw all of stuff. it, but it's good like stuff. It. Tina Fey, of course, helming that. And uh, I guess uh, Tina Fey is also uh, set to return. To the show helming department where she may be involved with a NBC show where Ted Danson plays the mayor of Los Angeles. Oh my. Ted Danson? Yeah. That could be that could be a fun Yeah, fun sounds one. good. Especially if Tina Fey's on. She's a, I think oh, yeah. a really great comedy writer. Yeah. Dude, 30 Rock has some parts that will hit me out of nowhere. <laughs> like, holy, that was actually really funny. <laughs> Like, like, they'll play it up where it's like, oh, shit. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's all my news. I remember, I guess I didn't, I didn't look up a lot of news because I knew we had a fuck ton of trailers. Oh, so. yeah. For sure. Yeah, that's all my, it's all my major news elements. Okay. Well, uh, we do have a bit. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, let me get it, let me get it going. Good. I thought I, I think I may have heard of someone that died, but I didn't look too much into it because I was on vacay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we're going to get that, uh, where the fuck, did I delete? <laughs> Don't you be d- deleting Neil's all that bits? stuff. Oh, shit, I think I deleted Neil's bits. Uh-oh. Neil. What the your, fuck? Your opportunity to do new theme. There you go. It's the perfect opportunity to do new, new theme. <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck? Okay, well. People die and it's, it's the pit. Please stay tuned to Neil's bits. Ten more seconds of shit. <laughs> Rutger Hauer. Yeah. Died I at saw 75. That. Holy shit. Um, like, happened out of nowhere, it seemed. Like, I didn't hear he had any health problems or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of. The gif of him from Blade Runner in the rain oh, on Twitter fuck yeah. the last couple of days. And he fucking kicked ass in Blade Runner. Yeah, I think he was my favorite part of Blade yeah. Runner. Go back and listen to that and sift through all of uh, Paul putting over his phone. <laughs> listen to that review. Paul, you suck. <laughs> you killed any momentum we had on a classic movie review. 
you dumbass. We did a twofer on that one, too, so we went super long. God. With fucking Paul down in hams talking about his phone. <laughs> Piece of shit, Paul. Uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah, but Blade Runner, what a great movie. I, my favorite part of Blade Runner is Rutger Howard. Oh, yeah. For sure. So good. Um, that, and uh, he's in a ton of other stuff. Hobo with a shotgun. That's right. <laughs> I don't know why that movie's disturbing as shit. That movie really, I they, don't like. They napalm a bus full of kids. Yeah, I in know that movie. it's bad. Like, <laughs> I it's hard for me to watch. Like, I'll never watch it again. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's in it. <laughs> so check mm-hmm. that out. Um, so yeah, you will be missed for your huge contributions to the cinema world. Yes, and to the world at large. Yes. So thank you very much, Rutger yes. Hauer. R.I.P. Rutger Hauer. Um, what do we got for the? Oh wait. No, no we got. Hold on, it's done. It's done. Yeah. First of all, it's done. It's done. Well, I don't. Do you want to do the turn around of movies to get out of the way? Because it's going to be a huge shit ton of. Uh... Sure. All right. Why not? You got to load it up. It up? I got to load it up. You got to load it up. Let's do it. Look, we'll do this right now because we got a lot to get through for uh, you know it's done. So. Uh, so yeah. So we had Smoking Aces versus Beast of No Nation. Mm-hmm. Troy, you were you were. Sitting pretty heavy on smoking aces. I was. Because he didn't want to watch uh, kids killing each other. Right. In in Africa. Right. Well, I didn't see what won, though. The the people heard you. Smoking aces. Thank God. Moving on. Because when I in voted, I was movies. not in the majority. Pretty decent amount of uh, pretty decent amount of uh, votes for it. It's like 14. Good deal. I think smoking aces got like 70% of the votes. Yes. When I voted, I was like one of the early ones. And I was... It was like... I was like one of the four votes that were in, and three of them were for a piece of no nation. I'm like, holy shit! <laughs> no, I don't want to have this continue. No, I'm pretty sure I voted for uh, smoke and aces because yeah, oh, I was God. like, when I put it up, I was like, yeah, me going, yeah, there, maybe beast of no nation, and then I'm like, eh, smoke and aces, yeah. smoke and aces would be funner, yeah, <laughs> for sure. But so there you go. Moving on. Smoking Aces. Might see Ryan Reynolds. Perfect. Ben Affleck. Perfect. Uh, Alicia Keys, I think, is in it, too. Ooh. Jerry Butler in there? Common. <laughs> Common's <laughs> in it. <laughs> but uh, our next films, we got one from uh, 2000. Okay. Which is a Christmas film. Okay. Based on a another classic Christmas short. Okay. And we have one from 1995 that's based on a classic video game. Okay. The one from 2000, the tagline, inside a snowflake, like the one on your sleeve, there happened a story you must see to believe. Is it the Grinch? It is How the Grinch Stole Christmas. By the Ron Howard. Ron Howard. <laughs> By the Ron Howard. Jim Carrey. Yeah, very good. Okay. You know, it's really funny that my brother, um, his daughter is like obsessed with this movie. Really? He says, I've seen the fucking Jim Carrey Grinch movie so much and I hate it. (laughs) 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 Uh, That's so funny to me though, that, that, that movie of all movies, like she's obsessed with. Oh man. That's funny. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck this. (laughs) Fuck the Grinch. (laughs) 
And uh, the next one, a 1995 based on a video game. You probably already have it, but I'll give you the tagline anyways. Choose Super Mario Brothers? your destiny. No, it's not. Oh. Choose your destiny. 1995 based on a video game. Choose your destiny. Is it Double Dragon? It is not Double Dragon, Troy. I'll give you a big hint coming up here. Mortal Kombat? You can keep guessing if you want. Street Fighter? We'll see. Hold on. Hold on. In 95? 95. Choose your destiny. Are people screaming at me now because it's so obvious? It probably is, but uh, I'll let you know with this big hint. After this ad. Son of a bitch. (laughs) Uh, Why do I keep using YouTube? I said Mortal Kombat. You did. You said no. No, oh. I didn't say no. I was just I just wanted to pull it oh. up. <laughs> okay. Very good. That's right. This Mortal is Mortal Kombat. Is it Mortal Kombat or Mortal Kombat Annihilation? It's Mortal Kombat. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Fight. Perfect. Oh, I would love to review Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Right. I haven't seen that in so long. I haven't either. So, there you go. How the Grinch Stole Christmas versus Mortal... Everyone vote for Mortal Kombat. Kombat. Okay. <laughs> well, they're going to jinx yourself, Trix. You say that... I know, I know. I, I was hesitant at even saying it, but I feel like this one, people will turn out in groves. Yeah. This could go and say, we already have Smoke and Aces in it, then we add Mortal Kombat. It's going to be God. a crazy... A fun, crazy one? Yeah. There you go. Great. Er- Maybe Eric was right. <laughs> Eric, Eric, Eric talked it up. I don't want to say you're right, but you may have been right. <laughs> <laughs> he, Eric is the only one besides my eyes that have seen this list. Eric, don't let me down. Don't let me oh, down, let you me son of what, a bitch. Let me see the next matches. See if it'll let you down. <laughs> <laughs> Watch the next. Like eight of them are like just terrible. Next one's pretty fun. Okay, it's two '80s movies. Okay, I like the '80s. So there you go. All right. Very good. A little hint on what's coming down the pipeline. A little hint on what's coming down the pipeline. Two movies from the 80s. (laughs) It could be anything. So (laughs) do your research. Come back to me. (laughs) Come back next week. See what what it is. But no, for this week, it is How the Grinch Stole Christmas versus Mortal Kombat. We'll see who moves on. Mortal Kombat will. Next week. Okay. (laughs) Troy saying Mortal Kombat with the utmost... If Utmost it's not confidence. Mortal Kombat, I quit this show. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> if you want the show to keep going, vote Mortal Kombat. <laughs> All right, let's get into trailers aplenty here. Oh, so goddamn many. Obviously, uh, SDCC has been full bore with trailers yeah. the last few years. And then people just in general are like, oh, yeah, SDCC, we'll put our trailers out too. Yeah. So uh, I have five, six written down. Uh, I don't have any written down, but I have, like, a smorgasbord just littered throughout. The one I want to talk about first, because it came out right before San Diego Comic-Con, Yeah, is the Cats <laughs> trailer. Well, let's talk about that one first, because that's insanity. It is stupid. Insane. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So this movie looks bad, correct? Am I yes. correct in saying this? Although, <laughs> I showed the trailer to my mom while I was on vacation. Uh-huh. 
for some reason she loves cats, I guess. So does my I And then she I was need like to show my mom this story. And she was like, "You know what? It it's weird, but it doesn't look bad." Well, I'm like All right. <laughs> I'll give it I'll give the trailer this much. Jennifer Hudson has an awesome voice. Okay. All the voice casts in it, I think are great picks. Yeah. The visual of this movie, I think looks bad. It is it's haunting. Haunting. <laughs> But, like, Jennifer I, Hudson singing that song was good enough that it gave me slight goosebumps. Where, like, if I didn't, if I wasn't watching the horrificness of <laughs> all these freaking weird cat people, I would have been like, that sounds like a good movie. I would have rather had them in makeup. And, yeah. like, the suits that they wear, like, during the stage production. Just do, like, a puss, just make them all in puss and boots. <laughs> just get DreamWorks in here and puss and boots them up. Yeah, puss them up. Puss them up. <laughs> This weird... So, you know what? My first... My first reference to seeing all of these... Do you remember that freaking uh, Where's Your Head At video? Where, like, the people's faces are, like, on monkeys? Uh, That's what it kind of reminded yep. me of. Yeah. And then later on, like, in the early 2000s, Korn did a Word Up parody... Or a, a, a cover... Where they were all dogs and they had their faces on dogs. <laughs> it's kind of like this. Yeah. It's horrifying. It is very horrifying. Like, I don't think it, like, it, I, I don't even think I could fall into it. No. It, it just, it's off-putting. Yeah. Uh, I want to know how many people already hit up PFT on Twitter. <laughs> Paul F. Tompkins. Yeah. Andrew him. Lloyd Webber. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> probably got bombarded with that shit <laughs> i almost thought about doing it like no no i won't he's, he's already shuffling through 90 of them <laughs> he's right he's already now. deleting people from twitter <laughs> he's already, looking he's up already how to do <laughs> ultimate blocking <laughs> he's, he's definitely blockchain he's, people he's blocking in blocks yeah. right now you probably just <laughs> one of his recent google searches probably how do you delete somebody else's twitter <laughs> Uh, so, cats. I don't know. I've never <laughs> you, seen it. How do you report someone for excessive sharing? <laughs> I've never seen cats. It's got an interesting premise from what I understand. Really? Cause Molly looked up the, the, the synapse of it, and it sounds fucking weird. Oh, yeah, it's weird. But it's weird <laughs> enough that it grabs my attention. Of, like, cats having nine lives. Yeah, and, and one of them's killing themselves yeah. to, like earn a new life or whatever yeah it's so i'm like it's I'm, weird you have me hooked on the premise yeah i'm like okay but the whole thing i'm just like i don't know yeah and then you got jason derulo's face floating on a cat's body <laughs> freaking uh james corden bustopher jones <laughs> these cats names yeah. are ridiculous can we go over some of these cats names because they're all right Ridiculous. You got uh, poor ass, uh, what's her name, who's just doing the same shit she does when she's a normal human, mm. just falling over. Uh, we have Idris Elba as McCafferty. The lead just is... Just as a pimp. Yeah. The lead is Francesca Hayward. Yeah. I think she actually played the on... The, she was like a stage... Oh, yeah. The famous stage version. She has a normal name, Victoria. Taylor Swift plays Bomblerina. Lori Davidson, Mr. Mistopheles. Who's playing uh, Rum Tum Tugger? That's the only one I know. Rum Tum Tugger. 
is Jason Derulo. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Jason Derulo is fucking Rump Tum Tugger. Rebel Wilson is Jenny Any Dots. Judy Dench is Old Deuteronomy. Oh my god. ZZ Stralin. Tantamil. Ian Names. McKellen. Gus the Theater Cat. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Hudson is Grizabella. James Corden, obviously Bustopher Jones. God. Jason Arullo, Rum Tum Tugger. Ray Winstone is Growl Tiger. Wow. Robbie Fairchild. Ray is... Winstone? Yep. He's like an old fucking British actor. Yeah, I know. Monku Strap? I don't know. God, Ray Winstone was like in The Departed. Uh, <laughs> Naomi Morgan? I don't know. She plays Rumple Teaser. Jesus. <laughs> Melissa Madden Gray plays Griddlebone. Stop, I'm going to puke. I'm going to fucking puke with these fucking shit names. <laughs> Abigail Honeywill plays a cat named Cockroach. Abigail Honeywill sounds like a cat's name. And Misha Garbett plays house or Mouse Sister. I don't know. Mouse Sister. I don't know. Some of these people are, I'm just pulling out because I wanted to say the names, but... Anyway, cats. We spent a long time on cats. We got so many more no, trailers. Like, that's like one of like nineteen we have to talk about. <laughs> uh, the another one I watched was the trailer for "Won't You Be My Neighbor," starring Tom yep. Hanks. Yeah, this looks like a movie that I will love and cry. <laughs> yeah, love and cry. Like, have you heard anything about it yet? I haven't heard anything about it, but I don't know. I'm not getting into it just because it's like I, I grew up with Mister Rogers, and it just feels. It doesn't feel Mr. Rogers authentic to me just yet. Maybe I might mm. fall into it when I'm watching the movie. But I, the whole time I was watching the trailer, I'm like, you're not Mr. Rogers. You're Tom Hanks. Well, see, I first saw clips of this trailer on, uh, like, a, when I was scrolling through Facebook or something like yeah. that. And I was actually tricked that I thought it was Mr. Rogers for a second at yeah. first glance. Yeah. And it was Tom Hanks doing the old putting the house shoes on. Yeah. And I'm like... Oh, wait. Oh, that's Tom Hanks. And granted, like, it's not like a full on documentary or anything like that, yeah. but they're having like a family aspect of this that I think is going to be like, I think really going to hit home. Yeah. And I'm probably just going to ball through the whole movie. Man, do go back and watch that. I think the documentary is still on HBO. Watch the documentary. I've been, yeah, I've been meaning Cause to. Because it is so good. There's like, there's like parts of like Mr. Rogers that you don't see like on screen where i'm i'm wondering what how they're gonna handle that in this movie because there's like a part where like one of the stage hands for the show he's just like this like fat italian guy or whatever he's like yeah so one year we tried to play a trick on him where i took a picture of my bare ass and like put it somewhere <laughs> where he would see it and then like he's and then like we just put it there and then he never talked about it like it's like well we i know we saw it like why the fuck did he never say anything and then one year for Christmas, he gives him a card, and in the card is the picture of his bare ass. <laughs> so it's like shit like that, where I'm like, God, Mr. Rogers sounds like a badass guy. <laughs> he's had such a power move to see it and not say anything yes. for months. Yeah, like he legit went like half a year, didn't say anything, they're just like... Did he see it? Like, did it fall? No one knew. Never said a thing about it. And then it gets into a Christmas card one year. 
There's this picture of his bare ass. You know, when I wa- finally get to seeing that documentary, that's going to be the only thing I want to see now. It's <laughs> just that, right? <laughs> oh. But then even in that, there's like a whole scene that they play in the documentary where like he's uh, he's uh, like testifying in front of Congress because Congress mm-hmm. is talking about like cutting the budget for PBS. Right. So he does this whole, this this whole spiel, and like the main guy that's forefronting this whole thing of cutting funding for PBS, like stands up after it and is like, "I'm wrong." Oh my god! <laughs> Where it's like, <laughs> Mister Rogers is magic. <laughs> when did that? When does that ever happen? I know, <laughs> I know, and, and it's so it's it, it's like so heartwarming to see that like he could stay, he can testify and actually change someone's mind. Jesus! Like it almost made me start welling up watching it. I need to watch that this. documentary is so like, so it's like, th- like watching this where it's like, it's Tom Hanks. Like, yeah, it's going to be, it might be good, but it's like that documentary is so fucking good. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to check out that documentary for sure. Then, um, more trailers, JT, of course. Yeah. Did you yes. check out the it chapter two trailer? I did. What'd you think? I'm looking forward to it. Me too. And it I'm like looks, not a horror guy. It looks so insane. Like mm-hmm. even at the very end where it's like, it looks like, Pennywise, like, makeup's all gone, and he's just, mm-hmm. like, his eyes going way cockeyed, and mm-hmm. he's just like, <laughs> like, yeah, that is scary as shit. <laughs> Did you know that that Skarsgård guy can actually do that with his yeah. eye? Well, it was, like, it was it was starting to go off to the side every once in a while when he was playing Pennywise in, like, the first one. Yeah, what I mean, there <coughs> he did it a few times in it. He'd just be like looking off and like hanging yeah. out all the way over yeah. here. But like, uh, yeah, I'm doing his Russian bear dance in right. front of a fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm not a horror guy at all, but I'm yeah. still looking forward to this. Like the last oh, yeah. movie took the world by storm. Yep, I think the highest grossing horror movie. Maybe yeah, I think so. I think you're right. But yeah, I. Uh, Looking forward to it for sure. Oh yeah. Um, I don't got much else to say about it. It like looks great. I like the adult cast in it. Yep, for sure. Um, so yeah, looking yeah. forward to it. Did you? Uh, just because uh, old Eric brought it up on our Twitter, I, I, I feel I'd be remiss if I didn't bring it up. Uh, they put out a trailer for the Jay and Silent Bob mm. reboot. That's my next one. I oh. did end up watching it. I watched it as well. I like the idea that they're doing it where they're doing uh, Weed Man and Ball... What, what, whatever the Blunt fuck. Blunt Man and Chronic. Blunt Man and Chronic. They're doing a all-female reboot of it. <laughs> I thought that was pretty fucking funny. I am intrigued, as I am with almost any Kevin Smith movie. Yeah. Because like, now he's like doing whatever he wants. Yeah. And I'm like... And it's usually terrible. It is, but I'm like... More power to you, man. Like, you're where everybody yeah. kind of wants to be. Yeah. And you're doing it. Yeah. And there were some moments in here where I was like, I. it's not, like, the best, but it, it some things made me chuckle to myself a little bit Same. in this. Especially, like, some callbacks to, like, the last movie they did with that, where mm-hmm. Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back is not a good movie. I do not but like they it. But <laughs> they do a few callbacks where I was like, that's, that's at least a little funny. Yeah. And they got a bunch of celebrity cameos in it. Yeah. Like Ben Affleck's in it. Yep. Matt Damon's in it. Uh, a few other people. Um, but yeah, I I was surprised to see how many people are in it. And I was surprised, actually. I'm like, okay, I like this more than I thought, but I'm still not, like, on board, yeah. really. Yeah. You know? 
But, uh, yeah, so that's all I really got to say about it. Like, hopefully it's good. Hopefully it's as, it's as good as, like, a follow-up to, like, that as, like, Clerks 2 was to Clerks. Yeah. Because I think I, like, prefer Clerks 2, actually. I've heard people say that. I need to go back and rewatch Clerks 2. Oh, hello. What's up, Danger? Hey. How are you? I'm just sneaking in. Hey, yo. <laughs> Yeah, why not? Monitor. I got the monitor. Thank there you. you go. Thanks, Brass. <laughs> Love Have you, a good mom. walk. High five. Had a rough day. Yep. Almost gave birth today. Tried. <laughs> 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 Tried. Nothing happened. Kind of big, Went home. Yep. Kind of big. So big. Catch out our next. Check out our next charm type. I'm pretty sure we'll get into it. Oh yeah. Yeah, I got my phone right here. There Have a nice go. walk. <laughs> <laughs> it might be. Might be like a uh, a jaunt into uh, school hospital. <laughs> uh, so yeah, there's that. Um, did you check out the Top Gun Maverick trailer? I did, and I was very, I was sorely, I was sorely disappointed that there was no Kenny Loggins. Apparently, he's coming back to do the soundtrack. Really? Yeah. Okay. And I have a whole new like. Special song just for this yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, but I I was almost sorely disappointed that it looks almost identical to <laughs> yeah. the first Top Gun. I, lo- I, I listened to a podcast where they talked about how, like, the opening line of this trailer is like sums up both Maverick and Tom Cruise's career. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you won't die. <laughs> <laughs> you won't retire. You won't do anything else. Yeah. You won't die. Yeah. <laughs> but even in the trailer, there's like all the hots. They they show like new versions of what they did in the last movie. Yep. They got beefcakes playing shirtless football. Yep. <laughs> they have people singing "Great Balls of Fire" on a piano. Ugh. They have him racing a plane on a motorcycle. All of that shit Jesus. is just in this trailer. And I think they even have like a slowed down version of the Top Gun theme for yeah, it, which I really like that. Yeah, theme. it's a good song. It's <laughs> I good think song. I use that as a theme yeah. song when we used to wrestle downstairs. Oh, man, we need to bring her mom on for this. Oh, if my. we do, if we do Top Gun Maverick, we should. That would be so good. I I've would been love... meaning to get her on any podcast. Yeah, because she. I just love to get her. Them. I love, I love to get her like perspective on like this new rehashing of a movie that she fucking loves. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to I've wanted to get my mom on a podcast so much because I know she doesn't understand them <laughs> and it'd be so good. It'd be just as good as like getting your parents on one. I told you my 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 idea for a podcast if I ever do it and feel free to steal this cuz I'm probably not going to do it cuz I want to do a podcast <laughs> called Parents Just to Understand where I watch art house films with my parents. <laughs> And watch them, and then like listen to them complain for a half hour. Yeah, I feel like your parents would make a good show. <laughs> I'm not even lying. Whereas like my mom and dad would be like kind of closed off to it. They'd be like, "Yeah, it was okay," and that's all I could get out yep. of them. But I feel like your dad would rile up your mom, yeah, or vice versa, and, and they, they would turn yeah. into like a big show. Yeah, they they'd argue while we're like, "Oh, well, we gotta stop." <laughs> We're 45 minutes in. Yeah. I asked one question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was just, how are you? Yeah. yeah. Steve, you're swearing too much. <laughs> what do you mean I can't say cocksucker? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> that was our. That was my vacation this past week. 
<laughs> Can't wait to hear more about it. <laughs> um, and the last trailer I have, unless you have uh, some more, I have Zombieland 2. Yeah. Uh, that came out actually today. Uh, did you uh, catch this one? I did see this one. And uh, it looks it looks pretty good. I think it looks fun. I thought it was funny as hell that they really hung a lampshade at the beginning of this trailer of where all the actors are like a can like either uh, nominees for an Academy Award or yeah. like a Golden Globe or something, <laughs> and then it's just like a fucking mowing down zombies with machine guns and all that shit. Yeah. I thought that was funny as hell. And they're just like fucking hanging out at the White House. <laughs> <laughs> I thought. I was like, that was a pretty funny touch mm-hmm. to put to this. And then um, it, it looks fun. Like, I always get Zombieland mixed up with Adventureland <laughs> for whatever reason. I don't know why. So I always. They're both so similar. <laughs> I always remember Zombieland as being like droll and no fun, but it was fun. Yeah, the, the Bill Murray scene yeah, where like, I know, he dresses like I'm a like, zombie. And I'm like, I don't know why I always get Do you have confused. any regrets? Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I go back and rewatch Zombieland. So do I. Maybe we can do it when this movie finally comes there you out. Go. That'd be fun because I haven't seen that in forever. I yeah. remember liking it even, but just later on, I don't know why I got them so confused yeah. with some some other shittier movie. Yep. I I hate Adventureland. You <laughs> can't tell. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah, Zombieland two. Uh, Double Tap, I think it's called. Looks good. Adding a few more members to the cast. Tommy Middleditch in. Uh, who shows up at the end as well? Uh, uh, Luke Wilson shows up. Um, a few more people. Looks good. Looks yeah. Oh, yeah, that whole thing where they're, like, mirroring each other, where mm-hmm. Luke Wilson is playing, like, a, another Tallahassee, and then they mm-hmm. bring old Middleditch in to play the... Yeah. God damn it. Another Jesse Eisenberg ask. <laughs> yeah, of course. It's for so fucking funny. Uh well, I got two more trailers you didn't talk about, Troy. Okay. Both HBO based. Oh god. Uh, I got the uh, trailer for season three of Westworld. Okay. Which I know you're you haven't been watching. I know right. you kinda of fell out of it in the first season because it gets kinda of convoluted. Uh not that it gets I don't know. I I fell off of it. Like yeah. I liked it. Yeah. But it, the first few episodes didn't really get me super hooked. Yeah. It's one of those you kind of kind of have to stick with. And even in the second season, like, they definitely... It, it goes down a rabbit hole where it's like, okay, I feel like I need I need to watch the last three episodes to understand what happened in this one. Mm. Kind of shit. But I'm still pumped for it, and uh, this one's going to deal more with, like, uh, a couple of the androids escaped, so now they're dealing mm. with them, like... Living in, uh, like, the real world, like, kind of on the run, kind of mm-hmm. being, like, refugees. Maybe even like, trying to start, like, a uprising. Mm-hmm. And they uh, have another one that's going further into the park where she finds a World War II world. Oh. Looks like. Cool. Where I'm like, oh, that looks badass shit. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm curious to check it out. And uh, Aaron Paul is coming in for this season. I heard that he was coming so in for be, it. That'll be fun. So yeah, it looked good. I'm looking forward to it. Comes out in 2020, and uh, this is the one that, out of all the trailers, this is the one that got me probably psyched the most. Okay. And that's uh, HBO's Watchmen trailer. Oh, I did watch this. Got as well. dropped. Mm-hmm. And I'm pumped. This looks fun as hell. 
I am still on the fence of what I think about this. So, like, maybe it's just because I've been saturated with a lot of Watchmen content in the last year or so. Because Dave and I decided to do, like, a whole, like, Watchmen deep dive. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm kind of sick of it. Um, But, like, I do have a few... It looks visually interesting. It looks very similar to, like, the Snyder movie. Yeah. Visually. Yeah, it's got some uh, some feels from that. Um I, I I like what I visually see of it. I'm just like I I think Watchmen I think is fine alone. Yeah. But then I'm like is this going to be like a full-on sequel to the it looks, book? Cuz it looks like it takes place in modern times. Mhm. And uh yeah, and it looks like because they're they're definitely they are playing with like the fact that Rorschach seems to be kind of like this vigilante hero. Yeah. Where they have like this gang of people in Rorschach masks. Mm-hmm. And it looks like they have like new versions of like the Watchmen. Where it looks like uh, Regina Hall's playing like a new Night Owl. Mm-hmm. And there's definitely like a dude that's wearing like a a fully translucent mask that's looks like the new Rorschach. Because mm-hmm. they even have a scene where it's like he's sitting eating eating beans out of a can, mm-hmm. wearing like, that translucent mask. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know, I was going through, and they have, like, names for, like, other people that they're putting in here. Like, uh, Tim Blake Nelson is playing Looking Glass. Okay. And uh, Adrian Clemens is Pirate Jenny. Okay. Andrew Howard is Red Scare. But yeah, they even have Gene Smart as a FBI agent, uh, Lori Blake, mm-hmm. who was supposed to be Silk Spectre. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, she so she took the comedian's name, which is really cool. Okay. All right. So, like, they have, like, things that they, like, they draw back to, uh, like, the past and stuff. And uh, Jamie Iron's supposed to play an older Ozymandias, of course. Yeah. It's, I... I am looking forward to it just from what I've seen and that, like, Lindelof is attached to it. Yeah. Like, but I... A lot of it gives me that feeling of, like, the leftovers, which I really liked. Yeah, and that's what so you it's, said. It's giving me that leftovers like, feel mm. where I'm like, ah, oh, yes. I kind of like where they're going with this right now. So, maybe I'll check it out. If it ends up... I'll, I'll probably wait for, like, three episodes to drop. All right. And if it, like, is getting good press, I'm like, okay, maybe I'll check it out. But, like, I'm yeah. maybe it's just me personally, but I'm just kind of burned out by Watchmen stuff. Yeah. Like, they're, I, I like that they're doing nods to, like, the subject material, too. Mm-hmm. Like, they have that one old guy that says that maybe I'm Dr. Manhattan. And he's like, you're full of shit. And like, you swear too much. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I do like that they do a nod to the squid actually showing up in it. Oh, really? There's, like, a... there. Somebody gets dumped on by, like, this, like, bucket full of, like, little tiny squids. Oh, yeah, or whatever. that's right. So instead of, like, the Doc of Manhattan causing that, I wonder if it's, like, a full-on sequel to, like, the yeah. book rather than the movie. Yep. Yeah. So that'd be kind of fun. And they show, like, they have, like, a... They have, like, a Minuteman TV show where it's, like... They have, like, a guy busting through, like, a drugstore oh, window, yeah. like... Oh, I'm here to serve and protect, and it's like hooded, hooded justice. justice. Yeah, <laughs> looks good. So yeah, I that's I forgot that, that that did come out, but like I, 
it's just me personally, but I'm I'm apprehensive about it. Yeah, I like the cast, and I like the person behind it. Dame Lindelof is good, and uh, I like what came before it with Watchmen, mm-hmm. like reading the book and everything. So I'm I'm really I'm super pumped to check it out and see what they do with it. Okay, especially if it's if it's anything like leftovers, I'm on board because I fucking love leftovers. Right on. All right. Well, that I think will bring us to the main event of the evening. Uh, are, are we there? I think we're there. Are we there? It felt like we it was going to take a while to get there, but we got there. We finally did it. We started from the bottom. Now we're here. <laughs> uh, dropping September 23rd, 1994. Yeah. Pulp Fiction hit theaters uh, with a budget of a mere $8 million. Wow. Uh, domestically, it made $107.9 million. Worldwide, raking in $213.9 million. Rotten Tomatoes is, has... has like a lot for 94. Yeah, especially on $8 million budget. Like, it <laughs> oh, must have... shit. But he did make Reservoir Dogs before this. And yeah. Reservoir Dogs, I think, got pretty well good acclaim. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, Rotten Tomatoes has this movie at 92%. IMDb has an 8.9 out of 10. Metacritic, 94%. High praise. People digging the shit out of this. It was the number 10 movie in 1994, box office-wise. Would you be able to tell me any of the other ones in the top 10 of 1994? Fuck. I I listened to, like, the beginning of... uh, They they did it for... uh, What's that... Paul Shear unspooled. Yeah, they did it for unspooled this week, and they like brought up some more. I'm like, oh fuck yeah! <laughs> no, I forgot him. <laughs> Let me tell you, it's a hot, it's a hot Jim Carrey. Man, year. it's a hot one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Pet Detect Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Oh uh, no, that is not one of them. Really? Yeah. Oh, shit. But there are two other Jim Carrey movies in there. Fuck. <laughs> it's probably not Batman. No. Return. Yeah, it was like Batman Forever. No, it wouldn't be that. Well, shit. Um, Liar Liar? Nope. God damn it. I know Shawshank Redemption came out, didn't it? Not in this. God damn it! (laughs) You are striking out. Holy shit. And I just listened to some of these, too. (laughs) Uh, Fucking lay it on me. I can't remember. Number nine is The Mask. Oh, shit. Jam. Yeah. Peak Uh, Cameron Diaz. (laughs) Oh, yeah. She... Maxed out early Dude, on. Watch the mask and not fall in love with Cameron Diaz. <laughs> uh, number eight, Speed. Oh yeah, Speed. Fuck. <laughs> number seven, Clear and Present Danger. Speed would be a fun one to do on here. Mm-hmm. Dennis Hopper and that is fucking insane. Um, I've only ever seen Speed on TV. I've never <laughs> seen it like straight through. <laughs> um, number six, Dumb and Dumber, the second Jim Carrey. Ninety four was such a good fucking year for movies. Number five, The Flintstones. Oh my god. <laughs> number four, The Santa Claus. Forrest Gump is one. Forrest Gump is number one. Yeah, I um, remember Forrest. Yeah, they brought Forrest Gump. Sandlot. We should do like a ninety four month. <laughs> number three is True Lies, which we've already done, of course. And number two, The Lion King. Mm. That's right. With its ninety four. What the fuck? 94. 94 is killing Came it. out of nowhere. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, yeah. So, JT, 
I mean, we can go in full spoilers on this. I do yeah. have fun facts about this movie I've written down. I I remember uh, this one. This is one of the first movies I, I became so obsessed with that I watched the trivia track for. Oh, really? On a DVD that I had. So I have some things I can bring up about it, too. But, uh, but yeah, what happened in Pulp Fiction? Pretty much fucking everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're, you're pretty much... Your main characters that you're kind of following are... Uh, Two hitmen mm-hmm. that are going on a job, but then uh, it kind of breaks down into three stories involving uh, Vincent Vega taking out his boss's wife, uh, a boxer who is trying to get back his father's precious gold watch after he fails to uh, drop a fight, and uh, the same two hitmen that you've been following throughout in a situation where one of them accidentally blows off the head of a guy, and now they must clean up after themselves. Yes. Uh, there you go, Pulp Fiction. And that's pretty much, it's three stories, they kind of all interconnect in some way, and they... Uh, played out of order. Played out of order. That's super fun. Yeah. That's probably my favorite part of this. I know. This is one of those movies that I played when I was in college, where I would just play it in the background and then be like... If I was working on, like, a paper, like, all night, I'd just be like, oh, let me look up and watch this real quick, because I like this part, and then I'll go back to it. Uh, this is the first time I've ever seen it straight through. Yeah. Um, and by straight through, I mean watch it 10-minute bursts, because I'm trying to watch it with my daughter in the house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she wants to do anything else. So, um, I've always seen it that it, when it's on TV, I'm like, oh, Pulp Fiction's on. I want to watch this, because it's, like, a seminal movie. Yeah. Probably should watch it. Yep. Always turn on during the Ving rape, <laughs> rape scene. Ving rape, rape scene. And I'm just like, fuck! Every time! Like, without fail. <laughs> I've probably tried this a dozen times, <laughs> and it's always, always that scene. Yeah. The first time I tried watching this, it was, like, popping up on, like, HBO or Cinemax or something. And I yeah. was like, oh, yeah, Pulp Fiction. Right on the fucking... I think it was, like, right when... Uh, he runs over Bing Rames, mm. and I was like, "This is Pulp Fiction." Yeah, and then he starts getting raped. I'm like, this is Pulp Fiction <laughs> for real. Like that. <laughs> I'm like, "Where's Uma Thurman? Yeah. Where is freaking John Travolta? Where is anybody else?" Yeah, but fucking Bruce Willis and Bruce Bing Willis Rames. and Bing Rames just getting God damn. tortured by this gimp and this fucking. <laughs> Why is the bad guy from the mask butt fucking Bing Rames? <laughs> God. <laughs> Oh, Why is shit. Dorian <laughs> fucking Ving Rhames? Dorian? Oh my god, in the same year. <laughs> Number 9 and 10. Number the, 9 and 10. The highest grossing movies of 1994. <laughs> Dorian, whatever his name is. Uh, so, I this is the first time I've watched it completely all the way through. Gotcha. So does it make does the rape scene make sense to you now? Still not really. It doesn't make any more sense. <laughs> it just is in there. Um, uh, fun fact: This movie cost eight million dollars to make. Five million of it went to just the actors' salaries. I can believe that. This cast is packed as shit. Yeah. Um, and then also another uh, budget thing: that one hundred and fifty thousand dollars of the budget of this movie. Just went to the set of, uh, I have it written down here. Jackrabbit Slims? Jackrabbit Slims set. Yeah, yeah it's pretty fucking out there. Mm-hmm. They go all out for that. That is a weird restaurant. Yes. <laughs> 
Like, yes. it, it is all over the place. I'd go there, though. I would go there, too. I want to eat my food out of a car. But the whole time, I'm, the, like, I would, they, they circle the place right as you, like, yep. walk into the restaurant. Yeah. So you see the whole thing. They probably wanted to show it off because they spent so much yeah. money on it. Yep. But I'm just like... Who had the fucking crazy idea to make this a restaurant? Yeah. Like, where there's a dance floor in the middle of it, and they have yep. competitions every night to who can win a trophy? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> and your waiters are, like, 40s and 50s stars? <laughs> yeah. Like, what is happening? I do here? have an idea about that I'll get into more. Okay. Why don't we go more into, like, what I think the movie is about. Very but, good. But, yeah, like, yeah. Jackrabbit Slims looks like the most crazy... And fun place to eat. Yeah, for sure. For freaking yeah. sure. We're even down to the point where, like, inflation's so bad that a $5 milkshake sounds like a deal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they probably have to price it that much so they can afford to keep the lights on that yeah. place. Yeah, they need to do a reboot of this where it's like a $10 milkshake. <laughs> Which really is not that out of the question, I think. Like, yeah. if you had a milkshake anywhere else, like... The only place I never get a milkshake. That always just sounds so heavy. Yeah. To eat like at a burger joint. I know. Well, I feel like I have like I have like this weird like small esophagus, so I always need something <laughs> to drink. It's weird. This is the first time you've ever brought this up in really? on the podcast. Uh, you've said it to me before. Oh yeah. There's been times where it's like when we were in high school, like I they'd only give us a carton of milk, and like as soon as my milk was done, I was like, well, I gotta throw the rest of my food away, <laughs> because it's like I can't. Like, if I get to the point where it's like I can't fucking swallow anymore, then I'm like, well, I gotta throw my food away. Because <laughs> you have a sucks. small esophagus? I don't know what it is. I should probably get it looked at or something. <laughs> I think you're full of shit. Dude, it sucks. I Maybe you're right. Maybe you have a small esophagus. Yeah. But if that's the case, then I think I have a, an engorged esophagus. Like, well, you can not just engorged. pile food in? Like, I don't know how, but, like, I don't think I chew my food enough, and, like, I have no problem just swallowing it all. Our discussion of Pulp Fiction has turned to our <laughs> our esophagus measuring contest. I think I have a girthy esophagus, <laughs> if I could say so myself. Well, give me some of your esophageal girth, <laughs> so I don't have to fucking drink after three bites. Okay. I Also, it makes me able to chug pretty well, I think. You bastard. Check it out sometime. <laughs> check, check me out check at a out bar my, sometime. Check out, check out my, uh, my esophagus. <laughs> um, also, while we're at uh, uh, the Jackrabbit Slims, I didn't know until I was doing the research on this that Steve Buscemi is the Buddy Holly waiter. Oh, yeah. I had no idea. Because I was like... Oh, I knew. Just by the way he talks. Well, maybe if I would have paid attention to that, I would have picked up on it. Yeah. But, like, I had no... I was... Doing the research, and it's like, the Buddy Holly waiter is going on about the blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And I'm like, that was Steve Buscemi? Because it said, like, played by Steve Buscemi. I'm yeah. like, no, it wasn't. And then I was thinking about, like, I think it was. I love that they make him play such a shitty waiter, too. Like, he doesn't even give a shit about trying to act like Buddy Holly. No, like, what the fuck do you want? <laughs> what about you, Peggy Sue? <laughs> In the most droll... I wanted. I don't want to be your voice. Right. I love it. Right. Um, I also thought it was funny that uh, w- as this movie kind of starts out, it starts off in like another restaurant, like Reservoir Dogs did. Yeah. And I'm like, D- was he just in a of- diner? Even 
Yeah. It was in a diner. Yeah, in the first a di- one yeah, yeah, like a diner. And it was like, and Tim Roth is in it. And I'm just like, man, I know he like, you likes to use the same actors in this, but I'm like, yeah, did he write this like right after Reservoir Dogs? <laughs> and he did. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which I guess he wrote it in Amsterdam. That's why John Travolta's do like railing off all these Amsterdam facts. Oh, really? Yeah, because he he like went to Amsterdam and wrote Pulp Fiction. Okay, and it was just like, oh yeah, I'm gonna put all these Amsterdam facts in there and just say that he was in Amsterdam for three years. <laughs> Makes sense to me. Yeah, um, but then I'm like, man, it starts off really similar, almost to the point where I'm like, now I don't remember how. <laughs> Uh, did I the right dogs. Mo- yeah, like yeah, did, did I, I did I pick the right movie on Netflix? <laughs> yeah, I I did think that for a second. But I'm like, no, because it starts off with Steve Buscemi talking about how he doesn't tip in Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, then this is Tim Roth. Yeah, talking about whatever. But at first, I thought Tim Roth wasn't. It, I thought he was at the beginning of Reservoir Dogs, like talking about like being undercover or whatever it is. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, good opening scene to get your palettes wet yeah or whatever especially where where it, where it uh connects with itself at the end mm-hmm. like the the prologue and the epilogue just kind of like meet in like this perfect way where it's like if you pay attention enough you can hear uh sam jackson yelling in the background you can you can see vincent vega walking by their booth to take a shit yeah <laughs> and i guess you can also hear bruce willis's motorcycle outside going away oh really yeah that was like shit. one of the Things I heard or read on IMDb, so I don't know how true it is. Well, that wouldn't make sense because he kills Vincent Vega. Oh yeah, that's true. Hmm. Maybe IMDb is full of shit. Regardless, then all my facts are null yeah. and void. Well, then fuck IMDb. <laughs> but maybe I I was reading something else. But um, he also stated that Tarantino. There's a rumor because uh. Uh, Vincent's car gets keyed in. He goes on all about like how he yeah. kept it in a lockup. Yeah. That the person to blame for that is Butch. That he said in an interview that's like, yeah, yeah. Butch probably did it. I don't know. <laughs> well, I have a theory about that too. Okay, go ahead. Uh, well, to kind of go into uh, like the whole thing where it's like, uh, <clears throat> I have an idea that like, uh, so like when it comes to like Butch's. Like, dropping the fight, do you think he had it planned all along? I think he did. Because I have an idea that, like, he didn't plan to uh, to fuck him over until uh, Vincent Vega, like, got in his face about it. Because mm. then they have that whole thing where he was, like... Because he, he calls him Pluka when he was, like, you ain't my friend Pluka. And I actually looked it up, and it's, like, uh, it's like an old slang term for, like, a boxer that... Like a prize fighter that's not that good. Mm. Where I was like, oh, maybe that like that's where it's like, that's when like he like stroked at his pride a little bit because I feel like okay. all of a uh, like Butch's story is kind of like the birth of like a new Vincent Vega. Okay, and I'll get into that more when we like start talking about like the stories like as we like we go like story to story, but I feel like a lot of like Pulp Fiction is kind of like. The birth of this idea that like, like what a like what a criminal does when they've been in it for so long that it's just, it's just second nature to them, and then like what it's like for someone that like enters it where it's like, man, I'm a fucking badass. Mm. Okay, uh, why don't we just get into the stories right now, and I'll just throw in my facts as we go. All right, fair enough. Um, so why don't we just start out with like the Vincent and Jules one? Yeah, it's kind of like a prologue. Cause they don't really. I don't think they even really give it a title. 
Right. It's just kind of like they start out where they're just kind of having a conversation, mm-hmm. which I like. I like that so much because it's like you're following two guys that you don't even really know what their job is until they, they start giving subtle hints here and there. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh, we should have brought shotguns. Like, shotguns? What the fuck? You're wearing suits. Mm-hmm. You're driving somewhere. You're talking about Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. A Royale with cheese. Yeah, a Royale with cheese. <laughs> but it's like, I think like the main purpose of Pulp Fiction is to uh, take a genre that normalizes crime and then normalize the criminals. Mm-hmm. Where they take, like, they make these like big, larger-than-life characters we see in like these kinds of stories or action movies, and they they break them down to. What if they were just a normal person? Yeah, I think that's like a strength that Tarantino does with just his dialogue alone. Yeah. Because, um, like, I I like that aspect that you're, like, following these criminals. You don't really know that they are so. And when they show up to this house, they're, like, <laughs> gunning people down. Yeah. But, like, I like that you get to know these people and they're having this, this witty banner back and forth. Yeah. It's like a, just a day on the job to them. Yeah. And like it's then, not even like a thing where it's like these are major plot points, and even right. but even then they 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 include them in a way where it's like a plot point for later, but it's like a plot point in a way of like Vincent brings us up in a conversation with Mia in his story. Yeah, but it's like it it's done in a way where you're like, oh, I these feel like people, even when they tell stories about like how coworkers are killing other people, mm-hmm. it's still done in a way where it's like this could be gossip, but I'm just mm-hmm. saying. Dude might have killed someone because he because the guy was giving his wife a foot massage. <laughs> I really like that. Yeah. <laughs> when they're arguing about that and eating pussy. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah. my god. <laughs> Man, like I love Sam Jackson and but like uh I don't know. Like the way he uses the N-word is like art sometimes. <laughs> like he he uses it in a way where it's just like it hits me out of nowhere. Mm. Like scoop the way talk. Or I'm like I'm shit. It's like <laughs> fucking like <laughs> it's not right that after rubbing Marcellus Wallace's feet, he throws him out of window. Fucking up the way he talk. <laughs> that ain't right. Or I'm like, oh, God. I was like losing my shit just listening to that. Um, speaking of the N word, I want to throw this one in right there. I. I'm very uncomfortable any t- Quentin Tarantino movie where they use that a lot. Yeah. Because I feel like he likes using that word. Yeah. Like, I've always brought, I've always heard like people say like Quentin Tarantino seems like that nerd that wants to be cool. Mm-hmm. So he'll be like, oh yeah, see, I, they let me in on this. I can say this where it's like, you kind of have a, you make a, but loop. you're kind of, you're their boss. You're kind of like, like since Sam Jackson's like, Letting you say the N-word, it's like, but you're kind of the director of the movie. Like, yeah, can you really, you, like... And you, I mean, you wrote the movie and you're directing it. Yeah. Plus, you're also kind of have this caveat where you set it back in a certain time period where I guess they would say it. But, like, yeah. it feels like you're but just he, doing yeah. it to say the word. Yeah, then he, like, beats it like a dead horse where you're like, okay. Yeah. Anyway, that's my one, like, criticism of, like, any of his movies. I know. You almost have to kind of get past that. It's like, uh. To get into it. Which I'm kind of wondering, now that, like, we're getting more PC, I wonder how much is going to happen in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah. Maybe he got all of them out of himself with, like, Django and Hateful Dude, Eight. Dude, Django... It's all over the place in Django. <laughs> I don't know. It's... Yeah. Um, But anyway, uh, Jules and Vincent. I think this is, like, my favorite story of... Just... Of Just Pulp them fiction. making their way up to, like, their assassination. Well, no. Just their parts of the story. Like, yeah. when it's sprinkled throughout the movie. Oh, yeah. Like... Anytime Sam Jackson's on screen, I'm like enthralled. Yeah. And like his interaction with John Travolta and anybody else. Yeah. I'm just like, these two are magnets. Dude, Sam Jackson should have won for like, because I think he was up for like best supporting character actor and they didn't win it. Where I'm like, he should have fucking won it for this. Mm-hmm. Like anytime he shows up, I'm like, I'm so enthralled. Yeah, I'm transfixed on yeah. the screen. Just the way he talks and the way he like interacts with people. Like, everything he says, I'm like, I want more of Jules Winfield. Yeah, and he's so good at it. Like, so, like, I the whole apartment scene yeah. where they raid that apartment or yep. uh, whatever, I guess was mostly done in one take. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that whole scene because, like, when they're working their way up, you can tell, like, the camera's following them. Like, you're, you're it feels like you're on this hit with them because mm-hmm. it's, like, it's not there's not like a lot of quick t- quick cuts or whatever right, you're just you follow like, them down yeah you're following them down stuff. those corridors you're on this elevator with them and shit like it's really interesting and then uh they even get to a port where uh they get to the door and they're like let's hang back a little bit and then like they go off to like another section of the hallway and the camera stays at the door where it's like waiting it gets Almost impatient, waiting for the action. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where it's like, come, come back. Mm-hmm. Like, and then like watches them like finish their conversation, and then like, there's even a part where like John Travolta's like, no, or no, like uh, Sam Jackson's like, well, let's get into character. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's like the main like point of this whole movie is it's like you you're watching these criminals like live their everyday lives, but then like when it comes to doing their jobs and they get into the character of their jobs, mm-hmm. like that's why, that's what I think they put that Jackrabbit Slims scene in there. Cause mm-hmm. like you're literally watching a very animated version of what they do every day mm-hmm. where like you're going into a restaurant where everyone's playing these characters, mm-hmm. but then it's like you're watching Jules and Vincent and then it's like they become different people once they enter that, that room. Right. Kind of like how in the beginning, when you're focused on uh, pumpkin and honey bunny, as they call mm. it, that's their mm-hmm. only like you're watching. We have this like big conversation, like this deep felt conversation about like, well, what should we do? I mean, like, I don't want to get a day job. We can't rob gas stations anymore because we're gonna get shot. Like, right. what do we like? They're having like a legit. That's like a business meeting <laughs> right. at this diner. Like, how do we make more income because we can't? There's nothing else we can do. It's like, oh, let's do a diner. Hey, we're in a diner right now. Let's rob a diner. Right. And then it legit cuts to, you motherfuckers, get on the fucking ground. <laughs> right. Where it's like you're watching, you're literally watching people enter, like, talk business about crime and then become that criminal character to rob that diner. Right. And I feel like that's, like, the major thing of this whole movie. Mm. Yeah. It's, yeah, really well done. Yeah. Uh, So... I mean, we loop back to um, Jules and Vincent at the end, but yeah. I kind of want to go through like how it is in the movie. But um, yep. what's the next one? It's uh, Vincent, Vincent, and, and Marcellus Wallace's wife. Mm. <laughs> That's the name of the story, right? 
this one, it took a minute for it to grow on me a little bit. Because this is the one I always see from, like, any promotional material. Yeah. It's like, you see Jules and Vincent with the double guns. Yep. And then you, like, see um, Vincent and Uma Thurman, like, doing the twist on the dance yep. floor. Just the whitest of dancing. <laughs> the whitest of dancing. <laughs> they don't even look like they're having fun dancing. <laughs> yeah. They are so, like, stone-faced, and it's like... If they win that trophy, I'll be upset. They win the trophy. I wasn't actually, upset. actually, there's a uh, there's like some kind of Easter egg in the in the movie where it's like it's like some kind of ad in the background or something where they talk about how someone stole the trophy. Oh, so that, really? They, so that they didn't win, but they stole the trophy at the end of the night. Oh, okay. <laughs> that makes it good then. Um. <laughs> But anyway, I did end up falling into the scene once I got to, like, uh, the the Sl- Jackrabbit Slims. Yeah. And so I'm like, this is so ridiculous. That how can you not like it? <laughs> and I'm like, I liked that you see this other side of Vincent. Like, it starts out with him, like, buying drugs and all this kind of stuff. Yep. And you meet, like, somebody else that you see later on, that the drug dealer or whatever. Who yeah. I thought was pretty funny. Like, that was... I, and I... There's like a trivia thing, like John Travolta almost turned down the role because of the fact that he was a heroin addict. Oh, really? Yeah. He wasn't a big fan of like him being a drug addict, so he mm-hmm. was like, I don't know if I'm going to do it, but he mm-hmm. still ended up doing it, and then it like reinvigorated his entire career. <laughs> I also was reading something along the lines of that, too, because he didn't uh, really know how to portray somebody as a heroin addict. Yeah. And so um, Tarantino like knew somebody that was so he asked like travolta to go like hang out with him to tell him like how it's like being high on yeah. heroin and they don't really do too much like all they really do is like show him drive down the road and he's just kind of like out there yeah and i really i guess if i don't know why he did so much prep for it because like he's not yeah. high on it like a lot yeah but like they said that what it feels like is getting super hammered on tequila and then laying down in a hot, hot tub. Oh, jeez. And that's just the tip of the iceberg of what it feels like getting high on heroin. Yeah. And so I guess he took that to, to you know, I know. as, like, as he, true. Yeah, because like, like, him and his wife got <laughs> fucked up on tequila and did it in a hotel, <laughs> in a hotel hot tub God. to see what it was like. I know, because like, that scene where like he's driving his car to Mia is like, he looks like he's just sitting in a hot tub. Like his eyes are all glazed over. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I also found that because I didn't obviously know the scene existed until I watched it yesterday. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, heroin. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like, yep. maybe it's more uh, noticeable now that there's like an opioid like crisis in America and yeah. all that shit. Yep. But like, it just seemed like, holy shit. Like, heroin seems like a big fucking deal. Oh, yeah. To be addicted. Well, it was a big like, deal back then because it was like, I think drugs in general were considered like, oh, shit. Like, mm-hmm. even, like, weed back in 94 oh, with, yeah. like, with, like, Clinton and everything was just, like, ugh, drugs, <laughs> stay away. Right. So then, like, you introduce someone that does heroin where you're, like, oh, shit! Yeah. <laughs> heroin just seems so dirty. Like, yeah. Ugh. Like, do cocaine. Well, so Uma Thurman <laughs> so thinks Uma it's cocaine. <laughs> Uma Thurman does cocaine. But, but yeah, like, I, I like, yeah, I like the whole, uh, like, this whole, like, story just strikes you as, like, that whole idea of like people being normal people, but they're just in living this criminal life where like death is like kind of like a, it's almost kind of like 
a part of the job. Mm. Whereas, like, I don't, you don't really, doesn't really strike you like uh, John Travolta and Uma Thurman would both be in, like, coming across each other, both having like drug addictions. If there wasn't some kind of criminal underbelly to their lives, mm. where it's like, yeah, me, of course, like. Mia Wallace would do cocaine because it's like, who the fuck cares? My fucking husband is a goddamn <laughs> crime boss. He can do whatever he wants. Right. And then John Travolta would be a heroin addict because it's like, he's a fucking hitman. Mm-hmm. Like they're probably going to catch him for worse things than doing heroin. Yeah. So then it's like, you get those two people to come across each other. A situation like this would happen. But it's like, in any kind of like situational comedy, it'd be like, uh oh. <laughs> My boss's wife drank too much tequila. <laughs> Whoopsie. But then it's like in this where it's like, oh, my boss's wife found my heroin, thought it was cocaine. Now she's overdosing on yeah. it. Whoops. Yeah. Like I feel like so much of this movie feels like 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 a, a situational workplace comedy. But because like <laughs> the stakes heavy are, shit involved. Yeah, but what what the but because the stakes are so high, like it comes it, it seems like more of a drama. Mm-hmm. Where it was like if if normal people were playing this shit out, it wouldn't be as high stakes. So it'd be funny. Yeah. But because it's like people doing things that were deaths involved, you're just like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like two hitmen riding down the street and one accidentally blows a guy's head off. Right. It's funny, but it's still like Jesus Christ, you killed a dude. <laughs> yeah. Saying there's brain and skull yeah. littered all over the back. Of but the it, car. but because they're hitmen, it's like a workplace comedy situation. Right. Yeah, for sure. Like, I, I do like that aspect on how, like, Tarantino can write it to the fact that it ends up being, like, kind of like a black comedy. Like, yeah. oh, shit, that's kind of funny. Like, it takes you back because you're you're not exposed to that shit, but um, they're probably exposed to whatever. Like, like this is like a, a day in the life. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh, I didn't give a shit about Marvin. I'm just pissed that now there's blood all over the place and we might get pulled over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I just like that. It's like it, it's like an, the aspect of us of someone that you don't have the life of. Yeah. Uh, so when Uma Thurman does end up uh, about ODing on that heroin, and they go to the drug dealer's apartment and said, "Like you gotta help me, dude," or whatever. Yeah. Um, they, I like the whole thing where they uh, try to like figure out to do the adrenaline shot to the heart. I thought that was yeah. pretty well done like yeah it's like where's my little black medical book <laughs> what medical book i god damn it <laughs> eric stoltz always gets fucking shit on because he's like the 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 shit marty mcfly right <laughs> but i fucking love him in this he was really good like that this. scene where he's he's trying to sell john travolta heroin he's being such a fucking used car salesman <laughs> yeah he's like i'm your friend man i wouldn't fuck you over this is the shit or it's like you're, it's probably not the shit. You probably right. took two, three of the same thing, and then just said, "This is way better." Right. I'm gonna charge you a little more for this, but I'm gonna tell you it's the best you'll ever have. <laughs> right. I think. Um, and then, like John Travolta being like the fucking expert, and then was like, "I don't know, man. I've been to Amsterdam. They got some good shit there. I wouldn't fuck you over, man. This is the best shit." <laughs> and probably John Travolta is probably so stupid that he's like, oh, "I don't. I can't really tell." <laughs> right. I want to say that Tarantino um, was originally going to play the drug dealer. Really? But he wanted to actually film that scene rather than yeah. be on camera. And so he chose to be the other guy. Yeah. That's like 
in his house or whatever instead. Dude, I actually I love Eric Stoltz in this. Even like yeah, down to where like he's o where like she's ODing and Eric Stoltz is eating fucking booberry or whatever. <laughs> oh yeah, it's something else. It's like yeah. uh uh some other failed yeah. cereal <laughs> he's monster like, cereal. He's eating fucking cereal watching TV and the phone's ringing and like his girlfriend's like it's so goddamn late. Why the fuck are calling you? He's like, oh, I know. I'm going <laughs> to tell, tell him. I'll tell him it's too late. <laughs> like, he's just like, he just like acts like a dad. Like, well, I'm going to get up and answer his phone and tell him it's too late. <laughs> and then he gets on the phone and immediately like Vincent is like crashing into his house <laughs> with his car. Um. Also, I found out that they did the whole stabbing to the heart shot in reverse so they had it yeah. like to her and then pulled it away and then they just reversed yep. oh, it. that's cool that's cool yeah because like when they do the close-up of her chest after she has the 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 syringe in it it's definitely like a breastplate of some sort because it's mm. like her chest is like a different color from the rest of her body <laughs> i also thought too even if they didn't reverse the shot or whatever it seems like they really go to stab her in the heart. Like, oh, yeah. It's not just that it goes, like, from, like, a few inches away, yeah. just goes, pop! It's like he reaches up over his head with oh, the yeah. needle to really come down on it. Yeah. Like, I, I just shit. love all this. Like, I gotta stab her three times? No! <laughs> <laughs> He's like, stabbing motion. What, I gotta stab her three times? Ah, oh, dude. I love all it, It's so... Like, it, it's like these fucking situations that you'll never be in, but they're just so... It's like borderline Three Stooges sometimes, but it's like the the subject material is so fucking dark, right? That it never strikes you as a comedy until you're like, no wait, this is actually funny, right? Um, fun fact about Vincent as a character, since we're kind of like on his centric little part right now, yeah, is that he's actually uh, the brother of Mister Blonde from yep, Reservoir Dogs, Vic Vega, um, and. Tarantino was actually going to make a movie where they were together. The Vega Bros or yeah, whatever. But then it never came to fruition. I think they ended up getting too old to play yeah, like they ended younger up getting versions. too old because they both die in their respective <laughs> movies. Um and I didn't know I think I heard that actually before and I've completely forgot about it, but I'm like, oh, that's kinda cool. Yeah. Because you can definitely see like influences. The, yeah. Like, Reservoir Dogs and this movie can definitely be in, like, the same universe, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And you can almost kind of see, like, family similarities between uh, John Travolta and Michael Madsen. Mm-hmm. Like, even down to how they act, because they're always, like, right. they're always, like, they they never want to come off as idiots. They're always, like, I'm cool, man. All right. I'm way too cool for the situation. I'm not going to do this. And both of them have pretty bitchin' dance scenes. This is true. <laughs> This is true. Granted, one does the twist, and the other one cuts a man's ear off. <laughs> yeah, that classic dance move of cutting a man's ear off. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of fun. Yeah. Um. So the next one I kind of want to talk about is, like, the Bruce Willis-centric one. Yeah. This is, like, my, my least favorite one. See, I, I like it when the action starts picking up. But, like, uh, first of all, I love Christopher Walken. Yeah. With his whole spot where it's like, he he builds up the history of this watch so much, where it's like, m- the minute he starts going nuts about not having the watch, I'm like, I, I'm i right there with you, man. Sure. Like, there's no, I would be just as livid <laughs> if she forgot that fucking watch. I thought, <laughs> yes. It gets so ridiculous, where it's like, I, like, down to where he's like, we're holding it in her asses just to get it back to you. <laughs> 
to you. That was the one part where, like, so, like, I guess while during the filming of the scene, Christopher Walken was actually telling it to the kid. Yeah. Right? And the kid is just, like, has no idea what he's even saying. And, like, the point where I'm like, okay, so it's a great-great-grandfather's watch. It's given to his great-grandpa, his grandpa's father, and yeah. now it's given it to you. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's a pretty good story. But once it gets to the end where he's like, and in Nam, well, we held it in our asses. I'm just like, oh. God, what like, it's gotten doing? to the point where it's like you have to like you're like hold. They're saying they're holding it in their asses for years on end. <laughs> I'm like Jesus Christ. <laughs> At that point, I'm just like, what are we it, doing? It gets, and then gets, he hands the watch to the kid. Yeah. Like, here you go. This has been in my ass for seven years or whatever. It is. <laughs> yeah. Like, have it. Have it's at been it, in. Kid. It's been in your father and my asses for a grand total of five years. <laughs> here you go. Oh my god. That... And then it gets down to where it's like, oh yeah, I forgot the watch. Right. Like, what the fuck? Did you or did you not forget it? Yeah. I didn't then. I know, like even <laughs> he even he even says like like do you know what it's been through? I mean I'm not gonna say it all here, but it's been through a lot. That's <laughs> like I started losing when he just said that. <laughs> like he loses shit and she's like super scared and he's like I'm sorry I'm mad. It's, it's been through a lot. I, I can't tell I can't say it all to you, but it's been through a lot. <laughs> I <laughs> So anyway, it, this this chunk of Bruce Willis stuff is like my least favorite. I just couldn't get behind it. Maybe it's the fact that I'm like not a huge Bruce Willis fan. Yeah. Couldn't tell, but I just wanted to see more of like the gangster stuff. Yeah. I didn't really care about him being like a like a washed up boxer or something yeah. like that. But see, I, I liked it this time around watching it cuz it struck me as like he this is like the birth of a Vincent Vega. Yeah. Like you kind of like watch him as he progresses where you see like he's at this point as a hitman he's kind of washed up where he, he doesn't really care too much. Uh-huh. Even down to where like he leaves the machine gun while he's taking a shit mm-hmm. on the fucking counter. Right. But like he takes a lot of shits in this too by yeah, the way. He does. <laughs> and I would assume like all in the same day ish. No. Nah, well the next day he takes a shit. Okay. At yeah. Okay. But uh but yeah, it's 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 so fucked but that like uh yeah, he's just Vince Vega just seems like he's kind of like like a washed up hitman. Mm-hmm. And now you're kind of seeing this like crime in the ma- criminal in the making with Butch where he gets in that in that cab and that chick is like so into the fact that he killed someone in the boxing ring. Right. Which I think she's kind of like the what, like, how people on the outside see, like, a murderer, in uh-huh. a way. Because it's like, you, like, watch her, and she kind of, like, acts like those chicks that are like, oh, I want to fuck, I want to fuck Ted Bundy. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah. oh, John Wayne Gacy, what, what did he do? Right. Where it's like, she's so interested in what he did, and then, like, he kind of treats it where it's like, oh, I didn't even know that I killed someone. Or, or it, It's like a cool scene in that way where you're watching this chick that's so into the fact that she's meeting a murderer, but then it's like, but he killed someone and you're a someone. Why are you so into this? (laughs) And then like, as, as like, he kind of goes on, like he feels more and more untouchable to the point where like, when he gets to that scene where Ving Rhames getting raped, he does something good. But then it's like, did he do it because he's doing the right thing? Or is he doing because it's like, they can't fucking touch me. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking butch, man. <laughs> so, um, more with that cab driver. I, I read something about that, and I was trying to find it while you were talking. 
So the cab driver, Esmeralda Villabolo, Villa... Villa Lobos. Villa Lobos, appeared in a 30-minute short called Curdled in 1991, in which she played a character who cleaned up after murders. This makes her fascinated by the idea of murder, and Quentin Tarantino saw that film and decided to include the character in this movie, but as a cab driver. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, okay. Sounds pretty but fun. But I, I like I like the inclusion of it, where like you're watching these people that almost kind of treat murder as like an afterthought, like it's part of their day job, mm. and then you come across a character that's like fascinated by it. Like, she's kind of... She feels kind of like the... Uh, like the analog for like the audience, mm-hmm. where like we're we're watching this because we fucking love watching crime movies. Mm-hmm. So it's like we have to have some sort of fascination with crime and 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 death and murder. And now here she is being like, "Oh my god, you killed someone. What what was that like? Oh, tell me in great detail." And you have this guy being like, "I didn't even know I killed someone." Mm. Where it's like that's kind of like the birth of it, where. He's like, oh, shit, I killed someone? Well, okay, I killed someone. I didn't really know I did, but if I did, then fuck him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And then as it goes on, like he gets more and more kind of in the mindset of, like, I killed someone. Oh, I killed I killed another person. I killed someone, and I, no one's really punishing me for it. Mm-hmm. And, oh, I, I killed two people and saved someone's life. I No one can touch me. Right. Where it's like you can almost kind of see Butch turning into that... that that Vincent where it's like you see him at the end of the third story being like, Hey man, shit. This this shit happens all the time. I've been in in a, in a job that involves death for a large chunk of my life and I'm not dead. So that means there's something special about me. There's nothing special about the situation. I'm special. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of get that feeling from Butch at the end where he's like, yeah, Zed's dead. Cause I'm not dead. I fucking, I've, Nothing can kill me. Right. And you Zed's kinda, dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you kind of get that feeling where it's like people get into this into this life and they feel so untouchable until they get touched. Like this is a job where it's like instead of getting fired, you die. Mm. <laughs> like you can't li- we can't learn from the mistakes of dying. Right. <laughs> um, more a little bit more on Bruce Willis here. So. Originally, the Vincent character was going, like, it was written to be played by Michael Madsen. Yeah. But Michael Madsen couldn't do it because he was in another movie. Yeah. And so it got eventually to John Travolta. But Bruce Willis also wanted to play Vincent in this movie. Yeah. Uh, He didn't get it, obviously. But he had to be almost, even to want to be in the movie... I had to be convinced by Harvey Keitel to be in this movie. Oh, really? And then even then, Vince or uh, Bruce Willis was only on set for 18 days. Yeah. So I'm just like, God, he's already pulling Bruce Willis shit back then. Oh, shit. It's like, God damn. But I I like Bruce Willis as this role because Butch feels like a total meathead. Yeah. Like, yeah. he feels like a guy that's just like, oh, no one's going to talk shit to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's why I feel like at the... When he, uh, when he's leaving uh, Marcellus Wallace's club, when uh, John Travolta's talking shit to him, I feel like that's the point point where he was like, "I want to find a way to make a profit off of winning instead." Because then it's like it, it's so stupid to be like accept all that money, and then be like, "Yep, I'm, I'm gonna fuck you over." Because mm-hmm. 
everyone knows how fucking powerful Marcellus Wallace is. Mm-hmm. Like, he seems like a fucking guy that you don't fuck with. But then take that one moment where John Travolta's like, oh, yeah, you're going to take a dive? Fuck you. Mm-hmm. You're not a man. Where he's like, oh, yeah, I'm a man. In fact, I'm so much of a man. I'm going to take this money and I'm going to take other money from fucking you guys over. Right. And then make it seem like it's my idea. Because that, that face that he gives John Travolta when he walks away, like, he fucking thinks I'm a pussy. <laughs> I'm not a pussy. Like, I like to feel like that's that point where he was like, I'm not going to take a dive. Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally get that. I Overall, though, I just, like, it wasn't, like, my most favorite part. And, like, if it, if it didn't throw in, like, the whole pawn shop scene, I think it would... I could easily forget more about it. See, my least favorite part is Fabian, his girlfriend. Yeah. Same. I wasn't a big fan of her. No, I'm not either. I've, but, I've never liked her. Like, even when I was, like, watching it, when I first started watching Pulp Fiction, I she always rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. I... I like the fact that that um, they feel like a pretty legit couple, like even to the point where yeah. it's like, you know what, we're gonna have for breakfast, we're gonna do this, and we're gonna go out to have blueberry pancakes yep. and blah blah blah. It's like that sounds really nice. That sounds yeah. good or whatever. And he like throws a TV across the room because <laughs> he forgot the fucking watch. I know. I like catch myself doing that now, like being in a relationship where I'll just like state the obvious all the time, <laughs> just to like state how nice it is. <laughs> Like, sometimes I'll catch myself doing where I'm like, what? I never did this. Yeah. Or I was like, like, even on vacation, I always say to Molly, like, you know what? It's going to be nice going to Mount Olympus today. <laughs> or it's like, yeah, I know we're going. Or I'm like, oh, shit. Well, why do you even say it? Yeah. I, well, I'm to the point where I'm more like Uma Thurman, where you can sit in uncomfortable silences because you know each other so well. <laughs> that's that's where I'm at now. Yeah. Uh, but I... That being said, like, so this whole Butch story, I'm just like, eh, I don't know. And I feel like the pawn shop scene throws in, like, a bit of eccentric color to this, oh, like, po- point of it. But I'm just like, like... Yeah, it's a I, long stretch of, like, he hits Marcellus with his car, and then they, like, he's, like, firing randomly. Like, he, he hits, like, one chick yeah. in the hip with her yeah. with his gun, like, just, like, shoots her, and then, like, goes into that pawn shop where the guy pulls a shotgun on him. Yeah. Which I feel like that's like an, another scene where it's like violence invites more violence where it's like if you would have gone in there like willy nilly like I want to pawn something this never would have happened but then it's like the fact that these guys are like on the verge of killing each other and they look like criminals like well no one's going to miss you. Let's yeah. break it down to our basement so we can rape you. <laughs> right. Uh, and like I, I maybe it's that scene too that I'm just like that's rape is never fun. Like yeah. It just it's like a weird part of the movie. I'm like, Ugh, I don't like that. Like, if it was just like a gimp that got killed and hung, I'd be like, yeah, that's kind of funny. And like, <laughs> in like a black humor kind of way, because it's so kind of ridiculous. But yeah. then once it verges onto like, you see Dorian, <laughs> or yeah. whatever his name is, yeah. pound him in his little booty hole. Yeah. I'm just like, I don't know. Like, it's probably depressing to think about, but, but what's their whole process? I don't down know. There? I don't know. They have gimp shit up, Confederate flags and shit. Confederate flags and shit, and then like uh, they take him back into a room. They they, they they give, they say that it was some guy's room. They take him back into what's his name's room or whatever. But I think that was the gimp room. So yeah. then it's like, oh, so they gave the gimp a name. Yeah, I don't know. And it's like, so what? So do they? They fashion gimps? Are they trying to like beat Marcellus Wallace into submission to become their next gimp? I don't. 
I don't like. I have it's idea. like it's such like a weird. Where it's like, what is your de- like? What's the end game? Yeah, here? what's your end game out of raping Marcellus Wallace? What's what are you gonna get out of this in the right. end? Right, not a clue. Are you gonna like just like kill him and throw his body in a ditch, or are you gonna like try and fashion him to be the next the next gimp in the cage? I don't know. I do like the retribution that you get by him blowing his dick off with a shotgun. Oh, God, yeah, like right in the dick. <laughs> and then Bruce Willis is like, so are we cool or? Yeah. Yeah, we're cool. But then Don't that's... Ne- ever come back to L.A. Yeah, but that's what I like about that scene, too, where it's like he, he does, he is, it's like a redemption moment where he does kind of win his life back where it's like he would have been on the run for his whole life if he didn't save him yeah but in the same sense you kind of wonder what his motives were where it was like did he save him because he wanted to save him or did he save him because he's like i'm untouchable yeah i'm i I made it this far doing all this crazy shit i fucking i fucking killed vincent in my apartment right like he he feels like he's getting this big head about himself so well then it's like so is it right even though your motives are kind of self, like like self-referential in a way, mm. I do like the point where he does like redeem himself in Marcellus's eyes, and it's kind of like yeah. okay, that was like a fun little arc to play, and now they're yeah. they're cool. But I just I don't know. It was the least interesting one to me, especially when you come off like really fun ones with like Jules and Vincent in it. Yeah, and it like takes this dive to like. Kind of like a droll Bruce Willis. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but from my point of view, I think he needs to be droll because Butch is a fucking idiot. <laughs> I guess, but, like, you don't have to write a character like that. I, I'm, like, yeah. I just, I wasn't into the whole story whatsoever until it was, like, uh, the little redemption at the end. I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, I see what you did there. But otherwise, I'm like, I don't care about this. I don't care about any yeah. of this. I, I don't know. I, I still liked it just based on the fact that, like, it's a guy that had, like, a little string of luck in terms of not being killed, and now he thinks he's untouchable. Kind of like how I feel Vincent is. Because Vincent even... I think John Travolta plays it better, but I think Vincent's also kind of a meathead, too. Yeah. Where, But he was, like, a meathead in a way where it was, like, he had a string of good luck not being killed, and now he's making a shit ton of money off of it mm. as a hitman. To, like... Like, I can talk more about that when we get into that last story, but... Yeah, I feel like Butch is like the other Vincent, where it's like he killed Vincent and now he's becoming the next Vincent, mm-hmm. where he, yeah, he's just kind of a meathead that's lucky and is about to share his fate somewhere down the line. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, then what's the last story here? Do you want to get into the, it? The Bonnie situation, mm-hmm. as they call it, where it's like right off of the, off of the, uh, the events of the prologue where. Uh, Vincent and Jules are blowing away those dudes in that apartment, and then uh, makeshift Jerry Seinfeld comes out of the that back room <laughs> yeah. with the biggest gun you've ever seen and tries to kill them and misses them completely, and then they kill him. And then, like, I love that scene where, like, they show them right after it happens, where they, where they killed the dude, where, like, you see Jules' face, and he's like, eyes wide like holy shit and then you see vincent's face and he's like god damn it (laughs) words i i love this whole this whole chapter of the whole thing because you're kind of following these two men with two different as like ideas of what just happened in this scenario even 
even when they're doing the crazy shit where Marvin's head got blown off and they're going through, like, cleaning up after themselves and stuff, they're still having this conversation throughout where it's, like, that's almost kind of the ongoing trend of the whole story. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I really loved this point where it picked back up after that because I'm like, oh, they're folding back more into that and yeah. all that. <laughs> and the whole wolf part where Harvey, Harvey oh, Keitel comes in was really fun. And, like, I think, like, this this story is probably the my favorite, too, just because it brings it all full circle with yep. the idea of, like, like, crime being a business where you get introduced to, like, the ultimate criminal businessman in right. The Wolf where he comes in and he's, like, he doesn't, he doesn't want to look cool. He's just, like, just get it done and we're out of here. Right. I got 40 minutes to fucking make you guys clean up after yourselves. Right. Or he gets down to where, like, these two hitmen that seem so cool in the beginning where they're talking about fucking going to Amsterdam mm. and they blow away these three guys in their fucking apartment. Right. Now they're, like, they look like fucking idiots, like, <laughs> scrubbing their cars and yeah. being, like, being, like, treated like shit by Harvey Keitel. Right. Where it's, like, at the end of the day, like, uh, no matter how cool you look, it's still a fucking business and you gotta do your job. Mm-hmm. And, like, it doesn't matter how cool you wanna look, you're still... The minute HR comes in, <laughs> right. you're gonna be a you're gonna be a fucking you're gonna be a fucking little bitch. All right. <laughs> and I I love HR that. Comes in. It's pretty much what it is. Like it's Mar- they call Marcellus Wallace and he's like, okay, well then I'll send someone. Right. And it's a guy being like, do your fucking job, or I'm gonna fucking just leave and then let you get fucking picked up by the cops. Uh-huh. And they're like, okay, I'm sorry. And they're yeah, just yeah. like fucking scrubbing after after themselves. Right. And Vincent, well, could you say please? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even down to like they're being talked down to by like a dude, like a suburban dude in his house, right? Uh, like played by Quentin Tarantino, where he's like, "No, no, you're you're working for me. You're in <laughs> right. my house. You right. park that shitty car in my house. I can tell <laughs> right. you whatever I want you to do." Right. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you're watching these two badass dudes, and they're being they're, they're legit being like fucking like tongue lashed by a fucking suburban dad. <laughs> Right, because they're like they're, they have to like obey his every will, otherwise they're they're fucked. Right, <laughs> I did like that part though. He's like, if my wife comes home and see this, our asses are gonna yeah, be. I'm killed. divorced. <laughs> Do you want me to get divorced? Yeah, I don't want to get divorced. Not separation. Not we're trying. Fucking divorced. <laughs> that was like the stakes that they were dealing with. <laughs> yeah, which was really great. So like. When uh, Jules and Vincent come back into the fray again and they're having, like, their fun little antics, I'm like, this is what the whole movie needed to be, this yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, I maybe it was, like, the the slow little lull that it took. Because I even thought, like, the Vincent-Uma Thurman one, I'm like, yeah, it's, it's fun. It had some fun conversations in it. Yeah. And it had, like, a little bit of action in it when it, they went back to the drug dealer's house and stuff like that. But yeah. even then, it, some of it was just kind of, like, slowing down mm-hmm. a little bit for me. Yeah. And then the butch stuff, I'm like, eh, I didn't really like that much. And then I was like, I needed a pick-me-up like this. Yeah. Where it takes you to the end of the movie. Yeah. So I thought it was really fun. I know. It's a good idea that they bookended Sam Jackson in the both parts because he's definitely, like, the best character of the whole movie. For sure. For sure. Um, so, uh, this film was actually selected in 2013 for the Library of Congress National Film Registry. Oh, boy. So, it's in the Library National uh, Congress. You can find it there. And the Royale with Cheese uh, line is yep. the number 81 of the 100 most 
uh, remembered movie quotes <laughs> of all time uh, by Premiere Magazine. Yeah. Do you know what 80 through 1 is, Joel? <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, it's probably gone with the wind shit. That's all it about. Probably it's is. always gone with it the probably wind. probably is. Uh, but, I, but like no, the end with uh, the diner I thought was really good too. Capping yeah. it off with that, because like when I was watching this movie a second time around, I went into it with like a little bit knowing like what happens in it. Like, well, it, it's not too hard because it's like this movie's fucking quotable as shit too. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, like the end, like it, I was kind of wondering like why they would tell it out of sync like that because a lot of the a lot of movies they they like lay on the basis of like uh like what's gonna happen to the main characters or whatever right and like this ending kind of felt made me feel the same way like memento made me feel with its end where like memento is kind of is is told out of out of sync where it's like you start at the end and work your way to the end and then, like, the end of Memento is kind of, like, the end in this, where, like, you're kind of watching a character seal its fate even though you know where it's going to end up. Mm-hmm. Like, the whole the whole climax of the movie is you're watching the, one of the main characters seal its fate. Right. And, like, in this, like, you're watching Vincent Vega being like, yeah, no, it's bullshit. Like, shit, hap- shit like this happens. I'm not too, I'm not too taken back by it. Where, right. like, Jules is like, dude... We almost died. <laughs> we almost got fucking killed. Right. Like, why is this not fucking, like, hitting you more? And right. And he's like, well, it's part of the job. Right. Where, and then the minute, like, you accept that as fact, then you're, it's just a matter of time before you die. Mm-hmm. And it's like, like, that's like a cool way to end a movie like this where you're watching p- the criminals as humans do crime in a way where it's like, well, sooner or later, unless they accept the fact that this is a very high pressure situation that you could die at any time, you're go- you're gonna end up like Vincent in mm-hmm. this, mm-hmm. and I, that's why I really like the end of this. Yeah, especially down to like Jules is like, dude, fucking don't take this briefcase because this is my ticket out of here. Right. Uh, <laughs> I actually have a whole fact about the briefcase here too. Yeah. So it's mis- um. It's never shown what is actually in the briefcase, mm-hmm. so there's been, like, speculation of what it actually is. Yeah. And that's kind of what this is right here yeah. what I'm going to read. So speculation abounds as to the nature of the mysterious glowing contents of the case, in which Tarantino said was simply just a MacGuffin plot device. Could it be Elvis's gold suit seen by, <laughs> or worn by Val Kilmer as Elvis in True Romance in 1993? <laughs> Uh, the most persistent story is that it's Marcellus's Wallace's soul. Yeah, uh, because of the band-aid on the back of his head. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so the story goes that when the devil takes a person's soul, it's removed from the back of the head, and so that's why you see the band-aid covering like yep. all the time when you see the behind yeah. shot of Marcellus Wallace. But then they interviewed Quentin Tarantino, and he was like, oh yeah, he got a cut in the back of his head, and we want to cover it. Right. <laughs> so that was pretty much it. So even that the, the point where the briefcase is... Uh, lock code is 666. Yeah. So it's like the devil's yep. holding his soul in there or whatever. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, about the cut on his neck. According to Roger Avery, who co-wrote the script with Quentin Tarantino, the original plan was to have the briefcase contain diamonds 
um, an urban legend that it was the diamonds from yeah, Reservoir diamonds Dogs. Reservoir Dogs. Yep. Uh, this seemed neither exciting nor original, so Avery and Tarantino decided just to have this briefcase contents never appear on screen. Yeah. This way, each film goer could mentally fill in the blank with whatever was struck to her, uh, his or her imagination as best fitting. The description so beautiful. Yeah. Uh, an orange light bulb projecting a shimmering light onto the actor's face was a last-minute decision. Added uh, a completely unintended fantastic element. Um, in a radio interview with Howard Stern in to the uh, late 2003, Quentin Tarantino was asked by a caller the contents of the briefcase, and he simply answered, "It's whatever you want it to be, whatever." Pretty much. So, but I like the idea of Marcel Wallace's soul. So do I. I <laughs> I never put that together until yeah. like I read that. I'm like, oh, that's kind of fun. Yeah, because it's so cool. Because it's like, well, going back and watching this, like being like uh, thinking about it being kind of like a workplace comedy of like criminals, like. Every time, like, the fact that they show just Marcel, like, the back of Marcel Wallace's head for, like, the longest time up until you actually do see his face. Like, I always thought it was kind of like a way of, like, humanizing him without humanizing him. Where it's like he's doing these super cool monologues, but instead of seeing, like, his face being very grim and in your face, you're seeing the back of his head with a bandaid on it. Where it's mm-hmm. like, he's a guy. He's just a person. Right. Like, he's... Yeah, he's not like a fucking, he's not this godlike being, he's right. fucking touchable. He's touchable enough for that he needs a band-aid for the back of his head. Right. So I always thought like that was like a cool concept too. Yeah. I, I, I just think it's a fun like supernatural element that's never explained. Even yeah. if, like, if it was that. Yeah. I just like, yeah, that's super goofy. And, even like, where, if it Tim, even fits. Even Tim Roth being like, is that a soul? <laughs> Like I, I think it's super fun. I'm like, <laughs> Tim probably is that what I think it is? A soul? <laughs> oh yeah, it's a soul. Oh, oh, oh yeah. my, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I, I don't think I have any more facts about yeah this. I think we've gone over pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so needless to say, what do you think of the movie? Like, uh, for the longest time, my favorite. Tarantino movie was Reservoir Dogs just because it was so simple. Uh-huh. Like it's just um, you're just following these guys after a bank robbery. And it's it and even in in its simplicity it's still like pretty revolutionary where it's like you're not following the thing that you want to see, you're following the aftermath of it, but it's like mm-hmm. the aftermath is almost just as interesting if not more interesting. Yeah. But then Pulp Fiction, I feel like they perfected that where it was like, okay, we took the part you don't want to see from a crime. Let's take the parts you don't want to see from criminals. Mm. Let's take the parts where it's like they're driving to where they have to kill someone and they're just having a conversation like normal people. Mm-hmm. And I think like what Reservoir Dogs did, Pulp Fiction kind of perfected in a way. And I really dug it this time around. Like it almost became, I think this this time watching it became my favorite Tarantino movie. Hmm. So I'm gonna give it like a I'm gonna give it a solid A. Solid A. I um was watching it, kind of comparing it to Reservoir Dogs because they made them very close together. Yeah. Um. I don't think I liked it as much as Reservoir Dogs though. Coming out of this viewing, I do like parts of it more than Reservoir Dogs, but the, as a yeah. whole. Yeah. I felt that it lulled a bit where Reservoir Dogs is kind of consistent throughout. Yeah. Um, but I really enjoy Vincent and Jewel stuff on this. Oh, God. And if damn. it was just that, I'd be like, yeah, gold. Like, <laughs> But I also like the fact, too, that this is like 
played out of order. Reservoir Dogs kind of has like flashbacks and sideways stuff going on, but yep. it's not like totally cut up out of order. Yeah. Um, but I would I I do put like this over some of his like newer work. Yeah. I guess I I like this more than like Django. Yeah. Um, I really like Inglorious Bastards though. Yeah, I feel like he he perfected more the the scene of building up tension since then. Like I feel like the only scene that really has that feel of something bad's about to happen is the scene where Jules and Vincent are in that apartment. Mm. Other than that, like, you don't really get that feeling. But I feel like like one of my favorites is definitely Inglorious Bastards, where they definitely do they'll they'll do like a fucking like. 30 minute scene. Yeah. That's just nothing but building up tension to something bad that's about to happen at the very end. Right. And it, it almost makes you squirm in your seat how yeah. good it is. Yeah. So it's like, I wish there was probably more of that in this, but I still like it for what it is. Yeah. Um, but I, I think I would end up just giving this, I would say uh, a B. Okay. Yeah. It's, I, Again, like, I was kind of, like, surprised to see some of the stuff that was in it because I haven't ever seen it as a whole. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> I I didn't really care for the Bruce Willis stuff. It threw me off guard. <laughs> Vincent was a heroin addict or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't really, like, knock it for that. I just was, like, kind of surprised. Like, oh, I didn't yeah. even know that was a thing. Yep. But, um, yeah. So I, I think I'd give it a solid B. It's yeah. not my favorite Tarantino movie of all time. But I, I, I see why people really like it. I feel you. I, I, yeah, it's just, there's so many aspects of this that, like, you come across in everyday life, but it's, like, it's not everyday life. It's a fucking, it, you're you're dealing with dudes killing dudes and du- dudes dealing drugs and shit where it's, like, they put it, they ground it in a way where it's, like, they're people, too. And I that's what I like the most about it. Mm-hmm. So, has there been anything else you've been into this last week, JT? Oh, man. Well, uh, the only other movie I saw was I rented the movie The Beach Bum. That's mm-hmm. Matthew McConaughey in it. Oh yeah, holy shit! This movie sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it is Matthew McConaughey's like Adam Sandler movie, really, where he was just like, "Let's go to the Florida for fucking eight weeks, and I just I'm just gonna do shit with my friends." Oh boy, it's so like I, it's one of those <laughs> movies where it's like like whoever made it was like, "Hey, this guy's sympathetic," or it's like, "No, he's an asshole." Uh huh. Or he's literally a guy that's never worked a day in his life. Like, he was, like, a poet at one point and made a fuck ton of money off of that. Mm-hmm. And after that, he marries, like, a super hot chick that has a lot of money, played by Isla Fisher. Mm-hmm. And then, like, a, a like mild spoiler, like, 30 minutes in, she dies. Okay. And then it's like, well, in order to get her money, you have to write another book because she had so much faith in you. And then all he does is really just fucking, he goes to rehab and then he fucking like breaks out and just gets high and drunk and fucking acts like a shithead for another hour until he's like, well, I'm going to write my book. And then he writes it and it's a smashing success. And then he gets all of her money Hmm. and it just ends Hmm. where you're like, what the fuck am I supposed to learn from this? (laughs) And, like, Matthew McConaughey legit plays, like, a person that if a fucking, uh, who's the guy that sings Margaritaville? Um. Ah, shit. Uh-huh. He's, he's in the movie, too. Okay. Where it's, like, if he just, like, 
if his, if one of his songs like fucked a woman, Tom, Pe- no, it's not Tom Petty. Not Tom Petty. Uh, uh, shit. Some people are probably screaming. I know. At us right anyway, now. Anyway, go on. I'll look it up. Uh, but yeah, like if one of his songs just impregnated itself, that's what he would be. Because all he does is drink and get high on boats. Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy, yeah. If, if, if a Jimmy Buffett song fucked itself <laughs> and got pregnant, <laughs> that's what Matthew McConaughey's character would be in The Beach Bum. Ugh. Like, I was I was mad watching it. <laughs> like, if a person like you exists, I want to fucking beat its ass. God. So, yeah, I was not a fan of The Beach Bum. Otherwise, had a good vacay. Yeah, a good, va- good vacation. Very good. Didn't really watch too much. Like, uh... The the house we were at had FXX, so there was like a time there was like a I think every Monday they play Simpsons nonstop from like six to ten. Mm-hmm. So I watched a fuck ton of Simpsons on Monday. Oh yeah, that sounds good. And that was about it. Uh, I haven't been much into anything this last week. Out of a pretty eventful week, uh, but I did finish what is. Uh, so far written of Sex Criminals, the book. Yeah. Uh, good. I do have some criticisms of it, but I think overall, I think you would like it. All right. So you should check it out sometime. I'd be for it. And then I'm uh, also just continuing to read Swamp Thing, read Trade 4 today. It's good. All right. Today, uh, it gets to the point, well, today it gets to the point. It got to the point in the trade I am now where it's written at the same time as the big, huge Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover that spanned every DC title ever. And so what they did in Swamp Thing and that is like, it barely touches. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's so like off doing its own thing. It's just like, hey, look at that. It's in in this weird... Oh, look, there's Captain America's toe. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Would be Batman's toe, not Captain America's toe. By all means. But... Easy there, buddy. Don't oh, cross your universes. But then, um, yeah, it does some fun things, like introduces a thing called Parliament of Trees and all that kind of stuff. Hot toddy. Hot, indeed. But that's all I've really been into. Right on. Yeah. So, JT, for people, next week, yeah, maybe yeah, we'll do uh, Once Upon <laughs> a Time in Hollywood. There's probably no chance you're going to be able to I see it. I am probably going to be busy having a son. Yeah. <laughs> So we may try and get a guest, uh, a guest uh, critic in. We'll f- we'll figure it out. Maybe Dave, maybe Neil, maybe maybe Molly Pop. We'll maybe. find a way. We'll okay. find a way to to make this show work. Okay. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Very good. Just count me out right now. <laughs> I'm I'm counting on it. <laughs> I'll I'll make some I'll make some calls. Okay. Because today would have been the day I was also going to try to watch uh, Fast Five so we can do that. But that also did not happen. Yeah. For our Monday show, so. Yep. Pretty preoccupied. I hear ya. Uh, so, hear ya. um, if people want to get in touch with 
huge at over the internet's work if they do so well, you can find me at bucky from on twitter bucky from on instagram and bucky from on snapchat troy find me at troy to the max on twitter find us both at review review pod on twitter as well you can write into the show at review review pod at gmail.com yeah. also listen to the show on a variety of different platforms yes. such as the one you're listening to right now but yeah. if you want to do so at more things you could do at stitcher spotify google podcasts <gasps> Alexa devices, more than likely, and yes. Apple Podcasts. And while you're there, why don't you rate and review us? Because if you like the show, it helps other people find the show. Oh, yeah. That'll, that'll do it. That'll do it. That'll do it. That'll do it. Uh, so, yeah. Coming up uh, next week, we'll scramble to find something. Possibly we'll do Months Upon a Time in Mexico. God damn it. I'm <laughs> drinking... I've drink enough. enough. I've drinking enough. <laughs> um, I didn't eat too much because I had a stressful day today, but yeah. Yeah. I heard about that. That's no fun to talk That's no about fun. either. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about that. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but uh, coming up, we're... Uh, Once upon a time in Hollywood, maybe. Yeah. Well, at least for Monday, we have another and dip Monday, in the Tarantino pool. Yep, we'll uh, cover the review me and Neil did. Yeah. On the hateful eight, still haven't seen this either. You still haven't seen it. Can't wait to get your get your take on it when we uh, when we do our intro for Monday. <laughs> It'll be a good time. So I guess we should just cut it off right here. Remember to vote for the tournament of random movies. Oh yeah, we got uh, Mortal Kombat. My goodness, yeah. Mortal Kombat versus the Grinch that stole Christmas. The Jim Carrey. 2000 edition um but uh so get on the twitters for that but until next time jt i have been detroit to the max extreme jt3k and we are off